Previously on game shows, I suppose. Joran started his five-year power struggle for podcast notoriety. In the launch, he covered three game shows by himself, including One vs. 100 and Jeopardy. Then, a new twist was introduced to the podcast, a pricing game spotlight, a 110-part series looking at every pricing game from The Price is Right. Later, Gus introduced a new twist to the game, making it less about him and more about not looking bad in front of the people he respected. But tensions clashed when it came to getting guests onto the show, as schedules were made and then broken because of rescheduling. Between a vitriolic game show fandom, upset about his thoughts on game shows, and a confused mainstream audience wondering what kind of weirdo would do a game show podcast and have it not be a trivia game show thing, an obvious plan would turn out to cause a feeling of isolation. A podcast where every week a game show is talked about and discussed with a guest, with a broader definition of game show than most people have, Jordan still continued, hoping eventually it might broaden people's minds and possibly love the genre of television that blindsides him constantly. Approaching its 50th episode soon, time is of the essence. Sleep deprivation causing slight depression and worry of people liking him. His back is to the wall. Will he be able to continue podcasting or is he about to quit at a point when his viewership is slightly increasing? And will this introduction be a one and done idea? It all happens right now on a brand new episode of Game Shows, I suppose! Welcome to Game Shows, I Suppose. I am your host, Jordan Haas. This is the niche podcast about the one thing I know something about. Game Shows, I Suppose. Tonight we're talking about Big Brother, but first, we gotta deal with the news. So so the first we'll go with the viral video. Uh, so recently what's been making a lot of retweets is a video uh, where a contestant by the name of Alan Smith was on Beat Shazam. Uh, and it, there was this, this one minute clip, like basically a minute 30 clip of Alan Smith when he was doing the final round of Beach Shazam, uh, but locks in with how to save a life and everyone celebrates. It's a happy ending on the game show. Uh, his, his him and his partner get $260,000. It's a joyful, happy ending. And then when it cuts to the end credits, it says in loving memory of Alan Smith and it went viral because here is like a lick of irony because how to save a life with a guy who's passed away mixed with someone in their happiest moment because they won on a game show with the dread of, of, of death. And I appreciate all the retweets and likes that that tweet has gotten because I think that's done a great job of promoting Beat Shazam as well as I and I probably think I don't know off the top of my head it probably did a good job to honor Alan Smith uh, a lot of people may not know this but when he was on the show uh, his casting was that he was part of a Motown cover group 
uh, called the Soul Cruisers, and I, I think that's also somewhat uh, of something that needs to probably be retweeted and liked and a lot of stuff too, because he had this musical mind and and Beat Shazam aired the episode and yeah, it was a it's a weird morbid ninety seconds because here's this happy ending to a very sad uh, passing, but it's nice of the the team to give an R.I.P. to him. Uh, you can always see that tweet. I'm sure you'll find it. Um, but we got some, some more news, uh, a little happier news, I guess. Uh, so we'll get going. You know, Lindsay Lohan, have you heard of this Lindsay Lohan character? Whoa. Let me tell you, Lindsay Lohan's all over the place. Anyway, uh, Lindsay Lohan's going to be, uh, on the mask singer. No, 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 not as a contestant, but as a judge. And not in America, but in the Australian version of the show. So, the w- way to go. Uh, I'm going to probably have to try and find a way to look at Australian Masked Singer and never know who any of these people are. Maybe one of them's that Eddie guy from Millionaire. Lock it in, Eddie. Uh, so, that, that, that's another piece of news. And third piece of news... The wall is going to continue being in repeats all summer. Uh, they booked it uh, last month. We've been talking about this almost like it was the the ongoing story of, of the last month or so. And it looks like they're going to postpone these episodes until 2020. Now, the weird thing about this is the episodes were taped and filmed in 2018. So... I, I, at this point, it's kind of weird to see the bump into the 2020s because that's almost a two-year off of, of between taping and an air date. And almost speaking from experience, most of the time when that's done, when that happens, it never airs, which kind of sucks. Uh, so usually, typical in terms of production, when a show is filmed and then they got to announce money, like especially something like The Wall, where you got one point two million or one point four million or a half a million dollars, they don't get the money right then and there. They don't even get the money like a month or two months after the the, the tape day. They only receive the announced money if the episode airs. If the episode airs, so with something like The Wall. You're going to have possibly million dollar payday or a, a 1.8 million dollar payday, some big money thing because it's the wall. And they're not going to probably air that episode until two years from now, uh, which also might uh, out, which might actually date some of the questions, too, because some of the time they'd also do like questions about current events. So if this was filmed in 2018, you might see like a baby shark uh question and then it's like in 2020 you're gonna be watching this and you're gonna be like oh right the baby shark thing that's that's right um i still i i think it could still be because of hardwick and those allegations uh which causes a a big hamper on nbc because he also had another show in the process called the awesome show awesome bacon epic bacon awesome bacon for the win that should be the show chris hardwick's awesome bacon for the win uh so uh that sucks for contestants on the wall but luckily there's a much better show called spin the wheel and i i say just watch that show instead (laughs) like it's it's an improved version of that format uh, and now I got the, the big news of production-wise. The big production news. So 
Uh, we talked about Mike Richards leaving The Price is Right and Let's Make a Deal to Do Sony a couple weeks ago. Now we have their, now we have the replacements. It's not going to be one person covering two shows. It's going to be two new showrunners. Evelyn Warfell is going to be the executive producer and showrunner of The Price is Right. Deadline reports this. Uh, she's going to be the first woman to hold the position in the history of The Price is Right. And John Quinn is going to be serving as the executive producer and showrunner on Let's Make a Deal. They both replaced Mike Richards, who exited to do Sony Pictures. Jennifer Mullen, CEO of Fremontal Media. We are fortunate to have such creative and dedicated talent at the company. When looking to fill these roles, we didn't need to go far. Evelyn and John have been longtime valued members of our team, and I can't wait to see how they flourish in their new roles. Warfare has been in Fremontal for the past 10 years, serving as The Price is Right's co-EP. During her tenure, the series won three daytime Emmy Awards, including Outstanding Game Show, along with seven nominations. Warfall has extensive game show background, having produced more than seven titles, and previously serving as a surprise producer for Let's Make a Deal. Uh, also, Adam Sandler is going to be a co-EP for The Price is Right. No, not that Adam Sandler. They're, that's an ongoing joke. It's a guy by the name of Adam Sandler who works there. He's been there for like 25 years or so. Taking over for Warfel in that position. Sandler spent 25 years with the series, serving as the show's director for the past six, and in numerous producing roles prior to then. Having won two daytime Emmys for outstanding directing in a game show, Sandler will continue on this role in addition to serving as a co-EP. Veteran game show producer Quinn has been with Fremontal for the past six years, originally joining in as an executive producer on Celebrity Name Game, which saw two daytime Emmy wins for Craig Ferguson, along with a nomination for Outstanding Game Show. He also serves as an EP on Match Game and currently both an executive producer and showrunner on The Return to Press Your Luck. Uh, Quinn will be joined by Chris Ahern and Graham Shaw, along with Jennifer Lingheld, who also is tapped as co-EP. Both The Price of Rain and Let's Make a Deal will share their 40th and 11th seasons, respectively, this fall on CBS. Um, so, I don't have much background on either of these two, other than what Deadline has reported, but from what I've gathered, I think Evelyn was one of the people who also made that switch uh, when she started, of, of when they were a lot more tech prizes on, on The Price is Right. So when they made the switch from grandfather clocks to iPads and, and laptop computers... And that I think that was an Evelyn call. In addition to some of these Dream Weeks, like I think Dream Car Week might also have been part of her her disposal as well, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong on that one. That one is kind of like a a 30% guess. Um, and John, on the other hand, John is 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 a person who I would say is a funny guy, uh, wonderful game. He has the the per, uh, the format mind of, of a game show. So something like like sorry, name game, something like uh, press your luck. He knows how to milk the format for all it's worth, and he knows how to get the most out of it because both those shows were just brilliant. And considering he's getting to be basically the showrunner for Let's Make a Deal, that can only tell me one thing: there's going to be a whole lot more deal games to be made, and that might also mean more fun with the budget and more probably more weirder prizes at stake and when i mean weirder i don't mean like zonk prizes i mean like i never thought of that as an idea for a prize as we explained in the let's make a deal episode let's make a deal modern day has some great package deals so i can't wait to see how evelyn does and i can't wait to see how john does this is going to be a very exciting time to be a fan of game shows and please check them out on cbs daytime or you can watch it at cbs.com and hey, if you have CBS All Access, 
can take it with you on the go, just like another game show which I'm about to talk about. George Orwell was a pioneer of political fiction, with books such as Animal Farm being layered of the Bolshevik Revolution in Russia to a dangerous world of rule to protect capitalism at all costs. But one book, written in 1949, took a look at the near future of totalitarian rule. In a fascist state ruled by media and dictatorship, 70 years ago to the day, the book 1984 reached bookstores. A story about a man named Winston Smith, who wants to look into a past history, while cameras and microphones track his every move. In the 1984 reality, there are three classes of hierarchy. Inner party, of the rich, and they make all the rules, and are roughly 2% of the population. A middle class outer party, of 13%, and the rest being the proletariat, 85% of mostly uneducated working class. The term Orwellianism is coined in this book because of the ruling force having four ministries. A ministry of peace that's actually war and defense. A ministry of plenty for economics, bent on rationing and starving its working class citizens. The ministry of love, meant to do brainwashing and torture. And the ministry of truth that deals with pushing propaganda in the form of news, entertainment, education, and art. Nobody is safe. With the worst things in life sent to Room 101, never to be seen from or heard from again. All because of the watching and controlling force of a person called Big Brother. Big Brother is always watching. This book is what gave John the Mole, Dutch media producer, the idea for a new television series. A production that started in 1997 and didn't get completed until its first episode in 1999. It was his attempt to get part soap opera, part sitcom, and part game show all in one place. The concept was simple. Ten people were put in a house, and every week, the voting audience would eliminate a player. The first winner in the first season of the first ever Big Brother contest was a man by the name of Bart Spring Intveld. He won 250,000 marks, or roughly 113,445 euro. After Big Brother, he has been against the concept of reality television, and has been trying to fight back against Big Brother itself, claiming the image Big Brother created stole his life. John the Mole would move on to and create other huge formats as John the Mole Productees merged with Joop van den Inde TV production to become Enda the Mole or Endemol. They were behind not just Big Brother, but also the production of Fear Factor, 1 vs. 100, Deal or No Deal in the latest series, The Voice of Holland, better known globally as The Voice. Big Brother no longer airs in the Netherlands, nor Australia, nor the United Kingdom. Has Big Brother seen an end of its terror, 
Or are we about to see a resurgence in the summer series in places like India, where it's Big Boss, in France as Loft Story, or in the newly minted Big Brother Canada? Only time will tell. But first, we must turn the table. With me on the line... From Big Brother 15, and from his own Big Brother podcast, and the, the bug fan might love him, it's McCray Olsen, everybody! Yay! Hello, hello! Hello, how's it going, everybody? Thank you for having me on your show. No problem. This is the Big Brother special, uh, so, so it's real crazy to have someone who was inside the house uh, here on the show. This is a first, and, and this is also a first on my end, because uh, I explained this earlier uh non-disclosure agreements folks uh i worked on big brother uh, i was in a Which tank really, for, for a week really cool stuff yeah that's amazing that to me is cool because like i don't get to talk to like production people like this like so to me i'm just as like excited about this conversation you know this is gonna be great this is it, and i can't like specify anything for the record it's like six years ago so it's like right after mccray's season and it was only for a week and it was just a think tank where i came up with comps but shout outs to our boy heath lumen heath Big the shout man. Out to heath. thank you so much yep. for a great week of work <laughs> yeah great guy great guy a lot of good people on that production um oh, not man, some of them so, not so, so great, sweet but. uh grodner is Groner one spoke to me. Rich spoke to me. Like uh, Rich is great, dude. Yeah, Groner great. Um, yeah, a lot of the fandom hates these characters because yeah, you know these people are the ones that ruined their summer. No. Oh, you cast these people, or you, you ruined it with this twist. Rigged. Yeah, always they rigged. Never rigged like, the game. And and by the way, <laughs> they are like looking at everything, and they are appreciative of like every person ever giving up their thought of who do you think should should win or who do you think is going. They love that. That's if it wasn't oh, for the fans, they would really not have any care about the show. Like they are all about this user interaction. Oh yeah, they they love it and they love the hate because it's just more you know uh, just just more attention to the show really. I, and like my season uh, on my season, it was one of the most controversial seasons uh, ever. Um, we made national headlines in the New York Times. Not something to be proud of, uh, but like I, there's a part of me that's like production definitely loved that. I thought um, I thought uh, they kind of exploited that. In my opinion, um, we were one of the most controversial seasons because our season is known as the racist season. We had a couple of people that would not stop their f mouths from just saying racist, racist garbage. And uh, yeah, so we made headlines. And, uh, you know, in a lot of ways, I think we broke the show. Uh, and I don't think the show ever recovered. It, it, and then they were trying to pin, like, Vanessa as a villain because she's the poker player. Vanessa Russo was in the finals. This, she yep. was the poker player. And you were in the quote-unquote showmance. They were trying to push that showmance on you. Oh, yeah. Yep. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh... It was, uh, yeah. And, and they do all the, the necessary tricks. Sorry, folks. We're breaking uh, the game for you guys. We're ruining <laughs> yep. the thing you love. Well, should we talk a little bit about, like, what the show is, I guess? Okay, so, uh, yeah, no, no, we, we go through everything. We go, what's the game? Oh, what's the show? Good. What's the presentation? And, unfortunately, we're not just sticking to the United States. We're going all international on this one. Oh, excellent. So, excellent. we'll first start with the one that everyone in America knows. Big Brother mm -hmm. U.S., 
hosted by one Julie Chen Moonves. <laughs> Good. Yes, I'm glad you clarified Julie Chen Moonves because she didn't go by Julie Chen Moonves uh, until maybe one year ago. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, now all of a sudden she's Julie Chen Moonves. It's so weird. I just don't get it. That's odd. So weird odd stuff. So really weird. in the first season, it played like the classic rules of the international format. We'll get to that one next because that's the biggest version of the format. The one that mm-hmm. we know now is the one with HOHs, veto ceremonies, and more. And the reason I love talking about this is because this is one of my favorite reality shows. Because this is essentially baby's first reality comp. If you're <laughs> in the game show world, this sh- you shouldn't start with Survivor. Survivor is an elevated game at this point. Big Brother yeah. is really more your, your style, and it's more of a slow burn kind of game show. Instead yeah. of physical challenges where people win money or prizes, don't talk about the prizes yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. They, I won't. <laughs> they win power. And this power is basically the, the right to be safe for the week and then choose two people that they want to see eliminated for the game for any reason whatsoever. Mostly strategy. The second on my competition is race. called the veto. If it's the two people who are nominated, it is the HOH. And it's three others, sometimes four, sometimes whoever, which would just go six because that's classic. Mm-hmm. And yep. whoever wins this power of veto can deny the HOH one of those two nominations, in which case then the HOH must come up with a replacement choice. This could yeah. mean some sort of strategy, such as picking two really shitty people. And then when someone wins the veto, they save one of the shitty people. And then you pick someone you actually like, so you have to vote out the shitty person. Or flip opposite, two people you actually like. And then the HOH or any of those two win the veto. And they put out someone who's good. And then they put in someone shitty. This is called the backdoor approach. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of like really good strategical theory crafting that you can get into when it comes to that part of the game. Um, so, so typically every week it's HOH comp, the nominations, the two noms. Who will be eliminated? Who will win the veto? Find out next week on Big Brother. <laughs> and then veto ceremony. Who wins the power of veto and will they save so-and-so or so-and-so? Find out on the live eviction of Big Brother. Yeah. And then we get to the live eviction where Julie Chen uh, says, Hi, house guests. <laughs> but Hi. first. Yeah. Hi, yeah. house guests. Hi, Julie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just like we're back in the house. <laughs> yeah, I'm McCray. Congratulations uh, on winning HOH. You must be oh, very thanks, comfortable. Julie. Oh, you know, I'm just having a great old time in the house. I'm spending my whole summer here. It's uh, Things are heating up. You know, it's always something like that. that. Blue out. It, no, I don't know. Just blowing out everyone's eardrums. But you got to just play it up big when you're talking you gotta to Julie. You got to play it up for the cameras. That's Absolutely. great. Now I, I can't wait because, you know, once this is it, it's going to be the final five. And it's going to be a lot of stuff. And as you know, expect the unexpected. <laughs> The dumbest, uh, yeah, that's the motto for Big Brother is uh, expect the unexpected, which if you really break that down, it's probably the stupidest motto for a game ever. Just as like, oh, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's so dumb. It is basically so dumb. expect any twist that we can throw at you. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, exactly. And it's the twists silly. aren't really like, twi- like not really twist to the game, because once you know HOH and Invito. Mm-hmm. It's kind of they kind of just throw to. Well, what if there's three people for eviction? What if there's a double yeah. veto? What if there's two veto games? What if there's two HOHs and one of them has to fight and then one of them loses they, their nominations? 
they definitely play with like some of the game elements which you know sometimes they introduce uh elements that are overpowered in my opinion sometimes they introduce elements that are just complete flops and don't do anything um a lot of times the you know these twists that they add are abusable um you can like think your way around them and use strategy to use them in your favor to exploit these games some of my favorite twists though in the game are actually like things like um you know one time they cast uh, a set of twins and then they would switch the twins out yes, periodically that was like every the summer three days. of secrets yeah every three days and like people started like that that like did her ass just get nicer like that was like <laughs> yes. how it actually started like for people to figure out like that twins were being switched out um you know like yeah there's a lot of different uh dna at one point they had uh two people that didn't know they were related in the house but they were actually long lost brother and sisters maybe season four or five like some of those like those twists are twists that i really really like like the uh casting twist i don't like stunt casting you know like your frankie grande uh, ariana what grande's you brother you don't like the game. frankie Gr she's already <laughs> <laughs> and like the my favorite part about that season uh when ariana grande's brother was on there um you know at a certain point he reveals to everyone like i'm ariana grande's brother and it was at a point where like no one knew who ariana grande was so everyone just looked at him like who like what what yeah, why these do are I all care? people in their mid-20s they're not like 16 <laughs> 17 when ariana grande was big on nickelodeon so yeah no, he was tr like they. Okay, that was the season after mine, and that was definitely a palate cleanser from my season. Uh, they definitely just cast the most like least offensive people and just vanilla, vanilla casting vanilla on that cast. one. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so the and there's twists like hey, eliminate both evictions, or what if Hoh can be there for two weeks? Like, there's always some sort mm -hmm. of twist to change the game and expect the unexpected, and that's mm -hmm. mostly what the speculations usually are. And typically, I can't spoil much, but there's typically mm. two big twists per season. One usually in the in the launch night when it's the everyone mm. enters the house for the first couple of weeks. It's this and they kind of drop it in favor for the midpoint twist that goes mm. into the final eight for Jury House. Mm -hmm. That's when yeah, you see they, things uh, like Roadkill or Battleback or yeah, uh, uh, Revive a Hamster is what it's called in uh, the community. Um, but yeah, like sometimes they'll bring like sometimes you get evicted at a certain point uh, when you get evicted, you go to a jury house. That jury house is comprised of all the people that get evicted towards the end of the game. Those people all come back and vote for the winner at the end. So sometimes uh, a couple seasons, they definitely have uh, brought a jury member back uh, into the game Um which but never yeah, works. Yeah, yeah. They There's... always get pushed back out. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Well, it's tough because, you know, you kind of miss some gameplay when you're evicted. So then you come back, you're kind of at a loss, um, you know, and you've already been evicted once. It's like, why why not? Um, the other thing to say about Big Brother, I mean, is uh, I, don't, I don't know if you want to get into that at all. Go but, ahead. Uh, like, go, go. We're, this is, this is your episode. <laughs> essentially, we're all locked in a house for anywhere between like 70 something days to 99 days is what they're doing now for the for all together but you're locked in this house there's cameras over like 112 cameras i believe this season over uh 90 something microphones just yes. rigged throughout this fake house it's like a set but it's designed to look kind of like a house it's obviously yeah on screen looks great um yeah, go on. The go way on. to look at it is, like I said, baby's first game show. Physical challenge for the power in anyone prices sometimes or food comps or whatever. But it's mm -hmm. imagine the Big Brother house is the world's largest green room and everyone's just yep. living in that big green room. And that's yeah, just a the holding cube for the next game in the set, which we is in the backyard typically. Like 
<laughs> yeah, we talk about it as like a hamster like cage, you know, like we're all just a bunch of hamsters running around this hamster cage. Um, and like the viewers actually, the thing that I really like about the show is the viewers can uh, purchase the live feeds from CBS. And so the viewers actually get to sit and watch us like almost 24 seven. So there's people that definitely are watching you while you sleep. There's people that, you know, uh, <laughs> like it's, it, it, yeah. So there's a fandom that's constantly watching you. You're stuck in this house. You don't have TV. You don't have phones. You can't communicate with the outside world whatsoever. If world war three started happening, you pretty much wouldn't know unless production tells you. And they usually won't. The only time that has like happened, the only time that has happened yeah. was, was nine 11. Yep. Yeah. And one of the house guests actually had someone that died, I believe, in 9-11, which was insane. Oh, no, no, no. Then um, there was also for Over the Top. Over the Top was the other one. Well, uh, what? They, uh, well, well, Because well, Julie broke the election results. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then that's they said right. the president right. of the United States is Donald Trump. And Trump. then, like, half and the everyone's house was like, what? <laughs> dropped yes that was amazing and like that's like the kind of the fun about it is like you get some of this stuff you know i think during my season uh james gandolfini died so when you come out you know it's just like oh shit like james gandolfini's dead what the hell you know, it's just weird like there's something that's very much about it that's like jail when you come out like everything in the world has changed a little bit even though it's like three months but there's something that's like uh you you just didn't have the internet you had no connection to anything that happened for three months very very odd feeling but i mean uh the thing that i like the most about this show and the, the reason why i think it's like a very very good game is because you're pitting humans against each other. And, you know, uh, in Survivor, sometimes physical competitions are more important. Um, but in Big Brother, so much of it is social savvy and so much of it is, you know, uh, navigating your way through a social hierarchy. Um, you know, cliques develop inside that house. Um, and it's, it's a lot of just like, um, you know, talking to people, getting on people's levels, but also knowing like, Who's clicking up? How can you maneuver around these people? Who are you going to stab in the back next? Um, it's I honestly think it's one of the like closest games you can get to like killing people. I guess you know, <laughs> like, it's, it's like you're hunting man. I, I, that's how I always feel about it. Where it's like I want to use my like uh, I want to lie, I want to manipulate, I want to you, you know can. pull strings. You absolutely, and it's totally allowed. They will let you do that. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And and it's, it's encouraged, really. You know, some of the best players have been these like strategical masterminds Will like Kirby, Dr. Will Mike yeah, Bogey, comes to mind. You know, you Dr. Will dick. stood up in front of everyone in the house and said, I hate you all so much. I want you to evict me next. And if you don't evict me, I'm going to make your lives miserable in this house. And so what he did was he made the target on his back so big that like people forgot about it. It's like, oh, well, we'll get him out next week. Like the way that you can manipulate and like strategize and not even by not even winning these competitions and stuff like that um it's it's just such a beautiful game and a lot of people see it on the surface level and think like oh it's a reality show reality tv blah, like and it, there it is very base when it comes to that where there is showmances there's you know there, there is, is that kind of there like is editing because you're you're there's filling editing. in 48 hours to tell one hour show so it's <laughs> yeah. what was the big events of of the two two of the 48 hours well so and so yell at so and so yeah, and that's the nice part about meaning. the live the live feeds is that you know you get to see kind of the minutia, the everyday minutia. Uh, you like you know the fights do happen, but at the same time, like just like 
ha- watching two people have a cigarette like that <laughs> that might not look like much but like that's a bonding moment and that's like you know two people getting like in tune with each other you know there's like a lot of like very it's very nuanced and like i honestly think it's like it's a really really beautiful game if you give it a chance uh and start to like figure out the strategies of it i i know i know where i would stand if i was a contestant on big brother <laughs> i know where yeah. my placement would be <laughs> yeah i would probably like what are you i'm like probably one month in like day 30 like right before jury house i'm out okay 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 because i'm the guy who's like everyone likes him oh he's jordan he's (laughs) nice he's funny and then eventually someone's like no he's just a floater let's get rid of him yeah (laughs) they don't get rid of floaters anymore i mean like those people are you know if you're non-confrontational you're not a threat like that's something that's good like that's valued um i'm just the guy who's just gonna be like look i don't care for the hoh i'm only in it for the vetoes so just pick me for the vetoes <laughs> oh shoot um yeah there's um the game it's a great game there's something awesome about it um i don't know i i really just wish like if anyone take anything away from this uh it's the one it's probably gonna be that i'm annoying as hell you probably won't no, like no i have to shit on myself a little bit uh but two um i want people to try to watch the show and try to like if you like games and like gaming and like trying to break games and stuff that's like that, me, like, though, but that's me. Yeah, <laughs> no and like that's what. Well, and like it, it, the the listeners that are listening, like definitely try that. Like definitely try out Big Brother this season. Uh, I believe it starts. I will spoil. June. I'll spoil three comps, but not like saying what it is because they usually follow yeah. these same ramifications every year. One is an yep. endurance competition where they're going to have to hang on or stand or sit down on something, and yep. the last one standing is the HOH. What makes yeah. those exciting is because they're runovers until the next episode. But if and sometimes they keep in the life and sometimes they don't. But what makes those exciting mm-hmm. is if you pay attention, a lot of uh, conversations take place while on the game, such as the "Please fall off. I promise you're not going to be knocked out." Or "You come oh, to yeah. me tomorrow. Tell me who you want out. I will put them up for eviction." Something like that. Yeah. All, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, you know, like in the house, you don't have any currency. There's no like, uh, there's nothing you can really trade except for trust. Oh, and so, oh I got it. Trust, trust becomes a value, value, valuable currency in that house, and like making relationships is something that's valuable. So you know, like if you tell someone something and then you go through with it, like that builds trust and that adds to that bank of relationship. You know, um, so like, uh, there, yeah, there's no currency in the household, so, like. The only thing you kind of have is your word and how closely you'll stick to it. And like everyone gets to see pretty much how closely you'll stick to your word. So when you are up there, you know, and say, like, I'll give you one nomination, um, you know, just drop off. They drop off and then boom, you put them up because you're cold hearted. You know, people in the cast will see that. But at the same time, it's like, well, you got to make the moves that you got to make. Sometimes you just have to lie to people, stab them in the back. You know, that's that's what the viewers want to see. And like sometimes that's how you get to the end. Um and yeah. the second type of comp is a 1v1 competition where someone stays and must pick someone else to be against. Pay attention to that because that will help you out in figuring out who the alliances are inside the house and easy ways to stir up the pot. Absolutely. Um, yeah, just pushing uh, or just like, uh, yeah, if you have to pick who's going to be playing in the competition next, you're not going to pick your teammates because you want to you want your teammates to not be knocked out of this competition. So you're always going to be picking like your enemies. But then once you're picking your enemies, then that shows to the house like where your allegiances are. So like some of these games definitely try to, uh, you know, make this stuff bubble to the surface to like give people a little bit better insight into their thinking. 
And third, uh, it's usually some sort of puzzle competition, and those are usually, I like to say those are my, those are usually my favorite because they're, of course, logical and brains, and you need yep. actually some game theory to think about them. Hell but yes. it's also are... fun because usually the ones that win those competitions are the ones that were either trying to throw it or trying to do some <laughs> sort of situation where they weren't intentionally winning. <laughs> yep, I definitely was on the receiving end of that. I definitely did that uh, at least once. I think I made the soup for like one of the times where I did that. Um, yeah, I, I accidentally, uh, you know, solved a puzzle kind of and I didn't want to. But there's a part of you where it's like, man, well, I'm in this thing and I, I'm not paying attention. And then you turn around and it's like, oh, you just won. And now you have to make a really tough decision and you're going to have to make some enemies. And so now you're kind of on the line. Uh, no, the puzzle ones are definitely my favorite competitions. Absolutely. I think me and you think a lot of like very like logical and, uh, you know, how can I beat this? Like they're my, 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 my favorite. I can't really spell like every. Let's go through every game because I already do that with prices right, and I don't want to do like <laughs> a two hundred and twenty six part series looking at every competition on Big Brother. <laughs> That's not no, it. no, of course, of course. But things uh, like the like the dice game that was featured again on Celebrity Big Brother, yep. where they had to pretend to be on the dice and put the right facing thing in the right spot, or the one where it is, uh, or or Otev, you know, classic Otev. Okay. Who got evicted yeah. for? Find this. Yep, and that's one like kind of like a hide and go seek type of game. Um, yeah, there's a lot of different games, and um, they generally keep it pretty fresh. And then even like if they do like repeat a game, it has a new theme to it, or it has some sort of variation on the game. Um, I do believe like Big Brother has a very good. They do a very good job of like changing up the games. I get very annoyed with Survivor because every yeah. Survivor challenge is like balance this thing, and it's every challenge is balance some something some bullshit, and that just like there's no variation there, and it leads to you know only a certain type of winner. Big Brother's really good about like um, variety. You there's know, skill games, there's physical games, mental games. There's crapshoots where it's like. Anyone could win this. You're just rolling a ball and hoping for good luck. When is you just ski ball? Um, when they just made a modified yeah, ski ball? Usually, yeah, ex yeah, exactly. A lot of times there is like a modified ski ball ones, but like that we call that a crapshoot. And like you know, there, I don't like random factor in my games, but like I think that's uh, an acceptable amount of random factor. See, but that's like me. It's like if I could make like competitions, and trust me, I have tried to pitch some of these. I'm not going to disclose <laughs> any that I have pitched and and they know about except for one that actually made it to air yeah because uh, i think i'm allowed to <laughs> if not oh yeah yeah you, can, uh, you, I'm gonna you get should cease and assist that. by flying the wall productions and i will take it uh <laughs> so there is this one mini comp that was featured in uh it was featured in the road rate in the in the roadblock and also okay. in two seasons ago when they were doing the tourist destinations go through the multiple rooms oh, yes uh where it's basically like, here's a mini gift shop with six items, and you have to find the ones that total a certain amount. It's like, so it's a bit of a quick math. It was, uh, yeah, this is like, yeah, this is a pretty new addition to the show, uh, this game type. But now, lately, they've been playing this game type uh, every season. So, like, I was saying to you earlier, like, you left an, a mark on the game. Like, you know, a lot of times, like, it, it, it'd be so insane if I could be like, that was my game. Like, that's the game. Like, and I, I've talked to Heath before, and he's definitely been like, oh, yeah, you should try to put, pitch me some games. Um, but, like, that's insane, dude. And, like, that's a, that's a, that's a game that every time I see it i'm like i i want to play that game because i don't i think i'd be terrible at it horrible at math but like that one looks fun and you can tell it has that uh 
it definitely feels like the game could be on a Price is Right or yeah. you know that was it my like, oh, It was yeah, it, it has a retro feel about it that I really like. Uh, being a fan of all those kind of games too, you know. <laughs> Because it's supposed to be the my theory when creating it was something's supposed to be we need mental because everything is a physical game. I'm the mm-hmm. mental guy, and Hell we yeah. need to have something where it's because if you look at the tension at most anyone who's on the show, it's something to do with retail or something in in commerce or something involves like basically oh, yeah. handling money in some regard. Like I'm oh, an yeah. accountant. I'm I'm a uh, delivery pizza boy. Even if yeah. they're a, even if they're like a gym, even if the the, the big beefy boys, they usually work in gyms. They have to work a yeah. register. <laughs> they have Hell to yeah. count. Exactly. No, it's it's a very fair game. I, I think it's a very balanced game. Uh, and I, to be honest, that's why they keep on using it. You know, like that's a good, good game. So uh, if they use it this season, if you see something where there's things on the shelf and they have to grab two or three items and it has to total like twenty two dollars mm-hmm. or something, please at me at Jordan and say it's oh, the I'm Jordan to, game. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I'm definitely gonna at you. I'm gonna yeah. I was about to at you and Heath last night and be like, whoa, I didn't even know. You know, Heath uh, is by the way the greatest guy. He has. He has his hands in a lot of different game shows. If you ever seen Meant to Win It, he is behind almost half to about sixty to seventy oh, percent really? of those games. Interesting. So he did, one did one you... weekend he just went to a warehouse with a whole bunch of props from a supermarket and just went nuts. Yeah. Oh, okay. Do you know if he had anything to do with Wipeout? Uh I think he had I don't think he had some saying wipeout, but he does know the art direction people there at Wipeout. That's why you see a lot of, okay, of okay. similar things such as the sweeper bars or the weird costumes oh, okay. yeah, yeah. in Big Brother. Yep. Um, okay, okay. Uh, but yes, uh, he, he definitely is one of the greatest people in the world of game shows. Eventually, I'll try okay. and get him on this place because, man, he would be, he's one of the most energetic Dude, That'd be such a get. Like, you would have band, Big Brother fans clamoring to be listening to that thing because Heath is someone that's, he's really good with the community. Like, the Twitter community for Big Brother is absolutely nuts. But, like, he's one that's really good and he's very vocal. He'll tell people, like, okay, this is what we we're thinking kind of with this competition. Here's some background pictures of the competition. Um, Heath is, like, such a godsend to our community because he's very open, you know. It's it's really awesome uh, that and he interacts if, if with us. if you ever meet him, if you ever meet him, you'll probably McCrail degree. He he almost has the same wavelength as I do. It's just that weird. Like <laughs> I, I don't even. I don't think I've ever met him. To be honest, like oh, I don't know he, what he looks like. Um, because like uh, that's the thing is like when we talk to our producers and stuff like that when we're in the house. Yeah, it's, uh, they it's try to keep it very like this. Yeah, yeah, it's very just voices. Like I don't know what anyone looks like. Oh. Um, we have an after party once we get out at finale, and then like all these producers come up and like, do you remember this voice? It's like, oh, oh Jim. Keith, yeah, Keith yeah. is the first to do that. Keith is usually the one who does that first. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, it's it, yeah, it's uh, and I just yeah, that's it's it's such a weird experience. Yeah, so when they're in the competitions, like McCray's, basically they all have to get in their in a certain costume because we never know what is which. Uh, mm-hmm. So, if, for instance, let's pretend this is a, a space. We're in space. We're in a space competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're set mm-hmm. in space. So we need to make sure everyone wears some sort of space-like atmosphere. So they're, you're wearing like a space suit or yep, jumpsuit that looks yeah. like you're in, yeah, an engineer and stuff like that. Yeah, they have, like the costumes are the best because you get to keep those costumes too. Um, okay, okay. Um, you get to keep those costumes, and like that was my favorite part because like you have only so many clothes you can bring for ninety something days, and then it's like all of a sudden now I just have this crazy space jumpsuit that I'm just gonna be wearing around the house all the time. Like I love that they gave 
give us like crazy costumes. And it's all custom made. Like, it's all tailored to these yeah. people. So. Yep. They, they get your like measurements all before the show starts. And so then like, yeah, you just get like these like really kick ass costumes, you know, like sometimes they're full body. Suit. Like I have a, a superhero like spandex bodysuit. From BB like, Comics. BB Comics. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, mine was actually from a different one. I can't remember what mine was called. We didn't do BB Comics on my season. This BB Comics came the season after mine, which is a bummer because oh. I wanted one of those comic books. But like we did have like it was like a superhero themed one and we did get like spandex and like each of us had like a different color scheme and like I, I like mine was like pretty much looked like a kid flash type of costume. It was like that yellow and red. Yes. Uh, it was it was <laughs> awesome though. Like I still have it and like sometimes I'll still break it out on Halloween where it's like fuck I don't have a Halloween costume. Boom. I'm gonna rock this Free bad candy boy. For you. Know? <laughs> yeah exactly yeah uh, mine still has like blood stains in it and stuff it's great i well, love it i love it i don't know how that happened on the big brother house but oh no yeah like when you're going hard like you start banging into stuff like you, you don't yeah you get into so, it so imagine we're in a space you know the the competition is very simple ready uh, everyone is going to be sitting in a fake uh rocket ship and it's going to be like one of those carousels like a spinning carousel and all they got to do is try and lift up and grab like a giant cheese ball because get it the moon and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Man, yeah, this is a good. And all they got to <laughs> do is catch like three balls of cheese, just three balls of cheese and put them into their their pods. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Like because that sounds simplistic. It's put three balls of cheese yeah. while sitting on the rocket ship and you win. Uh, yeah, and then, of course, that's... there'll be some crazy things like like Nerf balls throwing at you, and oh no, yeah. it's Astro an asteroid belt. Yeah, exactly. and... You're entering the Kepler field. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So before yes. the challenge, they get put in their jumpsuits, and then uh, they're told like, okay, so your starting mark is you're just sitting there, uh, wait for their details from the producer. Then the producer is on the intercom going, all right, so uh, in this game, uh, you basically have to sit in here at all times. Uh, you have <laughs> yeah. to pick up these cheese ball things. And then dispose yeah. it into the container in front of you. Uh, if you get three, yeah. you must get off and then ring the bell. But if you get off at any time before that, you are disqualified. Yeah. You may not and get so, up and then sabotage someone else. Make sure you're wearing the goggles at all times because uh, there might be some uh, surprises. <laughs> So a lot of times, like, yeah, they'll give you, like, a rundown of the rules and stuff like that. Um, a lot of people are, like, trying to listen for, like, what they can, can't do. A lot of times what I'm trying to do is listen for, like, okay, well, they didn't say I couldn't do this. So, like, my whole thing, like, there was a competition where we had a stand against a wall on these boards. The boards would move, like, kind of up and down. The wall would move forward, so you might have to, like, you'd almost fall off the wall. But softballs were being tossed at you. You had to catch the softballs put them in this thing, you had to collect 10 softballs. Um, if you fell off, you were disqualified, uh, whatever. So we were also getting sprayed with water. Like what my strategy always was like to have like bandanas on me take. And so my first thought was like, there's no traction on this board that I'm on. So I took the bandanas and then put them around my feet to try to get extra traction or like soak up some of that water. And like, I would try to abuse that all the time. And like, sometimes they'd be like, McCray, you can't do that. Or McCray, like, fine. Um, you know, uh, but like okay, one of my like the one that I is the most egregious like thing that I got away with. I don't I've never said this really to anyone um, in the very first competition I played in. It was a competition where you had to hold on to these giant popsicles 
essentially they lifted you up in the air and you had to hold on for as long as possible. Um, so my strategy actually was to take a bandana that I had on my head. I actually put it around my wrists and I mulaned my way like for easier <laughs> leverage, essentially, you know what I'm saying? You know, like where she takes the metals medallions and then like climbs that like thing. Like I did the same thing, but with like a bandana and like, I was pretty much abusing that competition and like producers, like they didn't say anything about it. And so uh, to me, it was like, well, that's a win's a win. You know, I'll, I don't, I don't care. Uh, it's about exploitation, exploiting the game, exploiting your uh, contestants, anything you can exploit in that game, you should go for it because they'll tell you if you're not, you know, if you're out of bounds, I guess. Um, that's my crazy rant about how to beat games. It is. <laughs> You're going to keep going with that. Uh, so no, I, I, yeah, go on. It's, it's fun to feel these competitions. Uh, then you win mm-hmm. power. Once the HOH, once we already established that, and then we get to the final eight, the jury house. We've already established it. Everyone lives in this, like a separate house. There's not cameras 24 seven. They only know who wins what and, and the votes. That's usually it. So it's like mm-hmm. five, four vote. Jordan, you're the next person evicted. Oh, other than that, it's just uh, you're all you're basically on camera every so often. You're supposed to smile because everyone's friends now. Uh, yeah, exactly. Even though people hate each other and a lot of hurt feelings all the time, you know, we're playing for five hundred thousand dollars, and that's a lot of money. Like that's nothing to balk at. Um, and I, I know yeah. what you're saying. So these people lose; they don't get five hundred thousand dollars. No, they don't get five hundred thousand uh, dollars. So, <laughs> so they're out for three months, and they get like a small stipend to cover like rent if they're when they're out yeah Yeah, i believe we got one thousand dollars a week that we were there in the house so it's like it depends on where you live well and and, well absolutely and to me like when i went in there i was a pizza boy uh i was just a delivery guy from like rural minnesota um i was making 136 dollars every two weeks essentially um so making one thousand dollars a week was like a godsend and i got to get paid by my favorite show you know everything about it was like i had free free room and board free food you know like it was a lot of times (laughs) well yeah slap but i mean like for a fan it's like yeah sometimes there's competitions where you uh you know get punished by you can't eat anything except for this gruel it's like a protein based like it has all your vitamins in it but it tastes like death and it looks like oatmeal um but yeah so you'd get slop and like that's a nightmare but uh, if you're a fan you're kind of like oh this is like this is a part of the experience you know um (laughs) yeah if you want to make your own slop at home go find some whey protein (laughs) yeah (laughs) there was like there's there's literally there's uh there's like places that you can buy the slop that they actually use or the like protein fuel or whatever um last season it was really awesome that uh, someone actually went through that whey protein started taking the whey out and then started to use the whey to like craft different food items and stuff like that because they were just so ingenuitive i the guess food scientist food. though i think that was the food scientist no, I, uh no i think it, it was uh sam who was like that welder tractor girl Whoa. she also yeah she also uh tried to make uh house hooch you know she was trying to make booze in the house uh, which Big Brother promptly took away from her, but she was well on her way to making like some good ass house wine. Um, <laughs> like only on Big Brother is this actually a thing? I know. It, it, there's the similarities between Big Brother and Jail are very, very like in Jail they actually get TV. Uh, in Big Brother you don't get a TV, which is interesting. But no, I think uh, if I ever went back, like that'd be the first thing I would look up is like how do I make hooch? And I would just make I would make booze. I'd make house booze all the time. So then we'll go to the finale night of U.S. Just so we can get, clear out the U.S. version just slightly. Yep. 
U.S. Yep. version, we go to the finale night. We're down to final two. The final HOH wins the final HOH series, and they get to decide who they get to take with them to the final two. That last person's in the jury house, and we have seven people. So now we're decided uh, who wins the $500,000. Plays exactly like Survivor. Uh, mm. One final question from everyone else, and then they all get to cast their deciding vote by putting a key into a slot. Whoever gets the most votes to win wins the $500,000. Runner-up gets $50,000, and then America gets to vote for their favorite house guest, and they get $25,000. Yeah, it's... Uh, and, I mean, America's favorite house guest, I mean... Sometimes it's probably true. Other times, you know, like some it's of these easy. fan bases develop and like they get to control the vote because they just have insane people that will make all these accounts. And there's a lot yeah. of like uh, fuckery that happens when it comes to America's favorite player. Now, the presentation uh, uh, is weird. It basically went from like supposed to be spy stuff to then like everyone's smiling on a couch while piano plays do 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 to now where it's this and i love it this is cheesy green screen almost video game choose your fighter game slash pool party where it's just like blue tile and blue waves and whatever's the theme of the summer so it's like summer vacation or summer camp i guess is this season yeah, this season is yeah some sort so of. So it's now like people theme. like basically like either putting their arms over their shoulders, smiling, or if they're like a party girl, they're just dancing for a bit. Yeah, or- the intros like that's a good. It is like a choose your own fighter, you know. Like everyone's got their like personality that kind of comes through on their little dance or whatever like maneuver they do. Um, yeah, I, I, that may that gives me an idea for a new edit. I'm gonna chop some video. Go, up go chop it up. Like for instance, if I was a contestant, which I can't be, I am legally disqualified for a multitude yeah. of reasons. Uh, yeah. But if I was like a contestant, it's Jordan from Los Angeles. Jordan is a podcaster, but he also loves game shows. But he, you know, he's Hollywood because, you know, Los Angeles. So they'll try and pin me as like the schemer because, you know, I'm a direct because yeah. they'll think director. Oh, he's making the plans. He's going to make the he's yeah. going to plot. So they're going to want me to have like my the L's up, like fingers up in the air and make me pretend yeah, I'm a director like frame, doing like a frame yeah, shot. Like, up, hmm. but, yeah. Yeah, they do that one, or like uh, I'll say, like the uh, like putting your fingers together, like a Monty Burns, excellent, you know, or like just like a real <laughs> scheming thing. Like they, they like, yeah, the character Vanessa, that they she was want poker you to player do. was the hand with the cards, playing cards, and she was uh, just throwing yeah, the exactly. deck out, like yeah, have throw fun. some cards at this. Yeah, exactly. Or there's like the wrestler, like oh, yes, like, uh, like uh, Jude, shouting, Judas. Ju- uh, yeah, Austin. Yeah, Austin was uh, shouting. At this, I once yeah. saw him in a wrestling match before he was even a contestant on that show. So I oh, was God. really he's, shocked. He's when good he guy. Yeah, very good guy. Really like that dude, guy. He's, dude, I, the thing. I, I don't know about pro wrestlers. It's like you see how muscular they are, and then you just like talk to them. They're just like the most polite just, dorks you'll ever meet. Yeah, like, he is too. He's a really just like down earth, chill dude that's just like very soft spoken and stuff. But he looks like an animal. Like it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's like one of the funnest parts is like meeting all these people now. Like, oh hey, how's it? I don't know. It's always the social experiment part is kind of dead now. It used to be like, so yeah. what if we put people from all walks of life in a house and see what go? Yeah. No, that's now gone. Now it's just like. <laughs> Let's like, just have them as characters yeah. in here. What's like a good yeah? 
No, and that's the thing where it's like to me, I'm always like, uh, like I want to see like a house where it's like, well, half like half the people are Democrats, half the people are Republican. You know, like half of them are Trump supporters. Like they will never do that because the internet would explode. Like, like, like it would be so problematic and awesome. Like it'd be f- amazing to watch, but like they'll just never do it because they know how like. They'll get calls nonstop from people being like, you have to cancel Big Brother. You're giving airtime to someone that likes Trump. And it's just like, well, it should be a social experiment. Like, that's what America's comprised of. There's also the Bernie crat there. There's also the socialist guy. (laughs) I would love that. I want that so bad. But they just won't do it because it's such a risk. Like, they know that the fan base is just insane usually. And so the fan base would call CBS nonstop and be like, you have to cancel the show. They 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 kind of try to all both celebrities big brothers because omarosa first season and then the well, which has awesome. the twist yeah. as the non-house main in season two that was annoying no i i like i was a big fan i was definitely rooting for omarosa like the thing that bothered me the most is she got so much hate like she's a person that got hate from both sides republicans hated her democrats hated her and i was like that's a sad place to be in you know but she's like she was a reality so- contestant and then she's <laughs> well, like and spilling she's- her heart out and this is not even like yeah. a bit because anyone who's been in the house will tell you no she's not at this point you're <laughs> unaware the cameras are rolling and you're just like Oh, yeah, you kind of like zone in, you know, you kind of get out of it. And so, like, I, I was talking to people that uh, they were like, there's people that are on the campaign trail right now covering Beto who actually like they were talking to me about it. They're like, wow, like Omarosa's on like this is like the mashing of my politics and Big Brother love, you know, and I was like, man, I love Omarosa. Like, she's awesome. And then this person was just like, oh, no, she's evil, blah, blah, blah. And then like when she started talking about all this like Trump stuff and how crazy it was in the White House. He's like, oh, she's just saying that to like get airtime and blah, blah, blah. I was just like, dude, you're a reporter. Like, you shouldn't, like, you obviously are so biased. Like, to <laughs> yeah. me, that, that turned me off where I was just like, you need to chill. Like, I, like she, I, I don't know. Well, like, if only you went to Whataburger I, and stood on a table, maybe. <laughs> exactly but yeah exactly this dude is like oh beto's so great and just like dude you're just a fucking dumb dumb like get the fuck out of here yeah that pissed me off but no i'm also like great character like and she's a huge huge big brother fan actually um yeah yeah so it's like feel free to ever stop i want to stop by on this show feel free we will (laughs) yes amorosa i think she's one of the best players to never win uh for sure I, would, my I, I was rooting for her. Even I was rooting Elliot. for her. And I didn't like her yeah. on The Apprentice, but I loved her as a big... Because you know why? On The Apprentice, it, it's supposed to be she was the villain because she was throwing people under the bus to get ahead in the game so Donald can hire yeah. her. But on Big yeah. Brother, that's the main strategy. That's how you win the <laughs> yeah, game. Exactly. That's awarded. Yeah. <laughs> people applaud that game. Yeah, exactly. No, and uh, I don't know. I don't know how, like, if she changed anyone's minds or anything like that. But to me, I was just like... She got booked. She's an amazing player. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. She's gonna be fine. I, I'm sure. <laughs> so uh, uh, then, so then we we go into well, this slightly up. We're going to Canada now. BB Canada. Good. So Excellent. this Julie is Chen uh, this is... famous for the butt first. Butt first. Butt first. Butt first. The Chen bot is her nickname. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's basically all you need to know. Big Brother. They, it's a double decker house, and there's an HOH suite. But now we move on to Big Brother Canada. Uh, yes. Same rules, HOH comms, veto comms. Instead of uh, 500,000, it's 100 grand and a bunch of prizes. Yeah, 100 uh, But loonies. where I throw a line is the games are a lot cooler. And some of yep. the people behind that are also in US and also at UK. And yeah, Trevor it, Boris. 
And the only reason we have to pick a, take a pit stop to Canada is because my girl, my Hell yes. the best host ever for this show, yes. Arissa yep. Cox. Arissa Cox. She is oh. one of the great. She's an amazing host. Um, I, it sounds like you really like our get down about the. Are you like the host? A host aspect of all these games. Arissa is easily the best person to be doing what she does. She was actually on a show that was very similar to Big Brother early on in the '90s, maybe late '90s, uh, called Our House. I yes. can't. Don't quote me on that. Uh, but Arissa, yeah, is Arissa's the just. The this glue that holds this cool together. afro, this great microphone, yep. this enthusiasm for the game. No matter what, Watches when the camera's on, feeds. how's it going? Yep. Welcome, Big Brother. Lots of twists, lots of fun. <laughs> Yeah, she well, and, yeah, she watches the live feeds. She knows what's going on in the house. She has her own opinions about it, but she's like, uh, you know, she's unbiased. But like, once uh, once you get evicted, you come out and you have an interview with like the host. And Arissa like gets these questions, or like she really knows what yeah, was Julie going Chen's on in the questions. game. Here's Julie Chen's questions. <clears throat> you got evicted from the house on day forty two. How do you feel? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Do you think so and so wanted to evict you for personal reasons or no? <laughs> yeah. Arissa, on the other hand, why are you here? You should still yeah, be yeah. in there. <laughs> she goes crazy and she's just like, I saw that conversation you had with Brian. You know, like, why didn't you try to, like, and, 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 like she's like throwing out exact instances were, of the vote was only 5 on. 4, one vote away. Yeah. And you know what? One of those people could have flipped because they were topsy turvy. <laughs> Yeah, well, and Arissa is a uh, fan of you know uh, all the formats. Uh, I know she's a fan of the UK stuff. And that's the big uh, one. That's I, the big one. <laughs> well, and before we get there, I do want to give a shout out because I do believe like uh, the houses in Big Brother Canada, uh, the the set design of them is just oh, absolutely beautiful. One's a, they go, one's a they fucking go, casino. Oh, one they made. Oh, the they casino made Vegas. Was awesome. <laughs> They did, yeah. They did space. They did a full um, steampunk one. Oh, that's. Um, right. Yeah, season three, the house design was absolutely it is incredible. So beautiful. Like, These are everywhere. such beautiful sets. Yeah, so really, really phenomenal. are. And Arissa is like the best host because she is. Because to me, I think Big Brother's big surprise, if you haven't figured it out, the biggest surprise is because everyone's in a house 24 7, cameras all over the place. You're watching what they're doing. You want someone that's like a bit of an instigator, almost like a gossipy kind of host. Someone oh, who's yeah, in on yeah. it, like, like an Entertainment Tonight kind of reporter. Someone who's in it just like, did you hear what so-and-so said to so-and-so? Did you know oh, this and this made out in the bedroom? Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She, she definitely likes to like push buttons. She knows what buttons to push. Um, I, I, they're, they're, Julie does not have that. Have, Julie does not have no. that at all. She gets like she gets lines. She gets scripts from people that have watched it. You know, uh, she checked out a while ago, sadly. Um, and with all this Les Moonves stuff, yeah, it's uh, not. It, it's, but Aris, on the other hand, yeah. oh, oh man, I, I she's no, my absolutely. favorite host of every version of Big Brother. So, sorry, Davina. I know you still. You <laughs> yeah, have my heart Davina's still, Davina. Of course, but it's Arissa for Big Brother. It's and like I, I, the whole thing of Canada is just the superior, like format okay because you were kind of saying like yeah it does have our format but they also take a lot from the uk format where they have a lot more um you know canada you decide a lot more like they try to get canada involved in the votes and like opportunities like oh, yeah, uh, america doesn't of a do tie. that so much in, in some rounds of bb canada yeah. if there's a tie if go vote goes to the audience 
Yeah, there's yeah. I think uh, Canada has the perfect blend between the two formulas. Uh, Canada is doing it the best right now. Canada is a superior product, in my opinion. All right, so now we have to. Man, I'm still distracted by BB Canada because it's such a beautiful thing. <laughs> it's the best. It's so good. Yeah. I, okay, so quickly, Australia. It's the BBUS set, but they play games for money, and there's an HOH mm-hmm. competition there called the Friday Night Games. That person gets safety for the night. They don't get to get evicted. That's it. All right. Okay. They play for money. You happy that they win half a million watch dollars? They win. <laughs> Yeah, watch the the season with um, uh, Tim Dormer. Yes, Tim. Who was um, I hear? I, I, I've never seen it. I've never seen it, but I know from talks uh, he actually ended up coming to Canada to play. Um, but yeah, the the Australian format. If you are going to try Big Brother Australia, that find that season because I hear that season's an absolute hoot. It's a real it good is, one, and it used to be filmed at a place called Dream World, which is an amusement park. So what oh, they would whoa. have is like people who are in the theme park go to see the show. And then when the oh. series ends, so in the fall, winter, they open up the house. So it's, hey, get a tour of the Big Check Brother house. house. Uh, which, oh, by the way, you should really do because it smells really awful <laughs> at the end. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> like in the uh, beginning shoot. of the season, it smells like fresh paint. It smells like paint thinner a bit, maybe wallpaper <laughs> glue. <laughs> There's like it's crazy when I watch like back of my season or even these new seasons stuff like that. I smell like I have that like sense memory of the smells of like walking through the door, being in the HOH room. Uh, you know, like some of these comps, like props and stuff like that. Like it, it's awesome that like everything does have a smell, but by the end of it, everything smells like garbage. Ants are crawling everywhere. You it know, smells like a wet dish rag at start, <laughs> and then yeah. when it gets to the end, imagine that's just soil. Oh, <laughs> it's dirty just dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> not, not a pleasant no, scent um but now we yeah, got to go to what i would say is the more iconic big brother i say iconic because it is the worldwide version it's called big brother yeah. uk we're going with that version a famous eyeball yeah. uh originally hosted by davina mccall for channel four mm-hmm. then went on to channel five uh with a few people uh the most recent host of big uh, of big brother was Emma Emma Wilson, oh, uh, who yeah, does yeah, the voice right. UK? Yeah, so it's so weird to see how it goes. Day nine. Yeah. It's oh, always. you want to talk about the the narrator guy? <laughs> yeah, that guy's my so favorite. Mark is I Brinkley. Love. So he Day got the gig. Nine. He yeah. got the gig because in the original Big Brother, uh, yeah. they gave away they had chickens in the coop. You remember chicken in the coop? Because Chicken George, oh, guy's name, because the chicken in the coop. Yeah. So they had chickens there. So he got the job simply because. When they were give, going through ad reads, he said, chickens. Chickens. That's amazing. That's so amazing. So imagine that having like a 15-year-plus run just because you said chickens. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, that that voice is uh, uh, echoic. And that's something uh, I think is, is the, yeah. desperately missing in both Canada and U.S. is just when you hear that narrator voice like, day 12, 11, 14 a.m., Jordan and McCree are talking about Big Brother. <laughs> yeah it's so good uh and i don't have as much experience uh i think one of the first seasons i watched of the uk was probably uh it was a celebrity season i think it was the one with vinnie jones and uh, yeah. lady sovereign base hunter um but yeah like i uh, i think uh i don't know how i feel about that format to be format to be uh, perfectly it's- honest i like it the, the way that that format goes is it's generally based on the public 
vote. So like if you are someone that's more loved by the public, you're probably going to do better uh, because the public won't evict you. Um, the public gets to evict whoever uh, is sitting on the block for whatever reason. Um, you, I bet you'll be able to explain that a little bit All more. Right, so I, yeah. uh, before we get to the main format, this is such a big show because it's UK that they even had spinoff shows like Big Brother's Little Brother, Big Brother's Brand on the Side. Oh, yeah. Some hosts included Dermot O'Leary, but one that I should be notified is Russell Brand. That, oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, Russell Brand was like a sideline host. Imagine yeah. that Russell Brand going, can't believe someone had a snog in the bedroom. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> yep. so here's how big brother uk works which i would say is the classic format that's usually the most international format you pick a mm. random amount of people to live in the house for the first time 12 to 15 kind of like big brother us um but instead of an hoh competition uh right around thursday uh they every person gets to go into the diary room and pick their two nomination nominations for eviction much like an hoh so i don't like jordan i don't like mccray yeah Whoever gets the most votes is up for eviction, and then the public votes the person out. Uh, sometimes it's a vote to save. Sometimes a vote to evict. Other times it's a double eviction. And then there's twists, like safety comps. Uh, sometimes it is immediate evictions. Sometimes they don't even do public vote. They just have everyone vote once. And the worst of the worst is, because this is private, you don't say who the two is, and there's no discussing of nominations in the Big Brother house. They make it public, okay. and you have to stand Same. up in the di- in in like the living room and say, "I vote to evict McCray," and that starts the drama. <laughs> yep, absolutely. When um, so when does an eviction modes, it, it becomes a dramatic game show. Suddenly, and this is why I kind of like the UK version of it because there's no dramatic lighting on an eviction night in the, like, the US. There is in Canada yeah. though, which I do enjoy. Yeah, they did, yeah this last uh, <laughs> season had some good lighting, very good lighting this last season. So it becomes a. The folks, the vote, the voting is booked. Your your vote has been locked in. Your fate is sealed. Yeah, that's and when you it. hear that line, your fate is sealed. It's that uh, uh, it makes your skin you get goosebumps, Ooh. little you tickle across your neck. And the twelfth person to be evicted from the Big Brother house is. Suddenly, you're like, shit. <gasps> this is real. Yeah, this is yeah, this is getting dramatic. Jordan, ah, oh, and then suddenly you're <laughs> boo because you know I'm the villain, or they don't like me, or no, no. Jordan, <laughs> yeah. you have thirty seconds to say your goodbyes. I'm coming to get you. <laughs> yeah, and then you're thinking, well, is that, that a threat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's like bodyguards that come in, just drag you out, kicking suddenly, and screaming. Suddenly, everyone's but- standing up. They're doing their apologies because it's an eviction. You got, you don't get your yeah. suitcase. You go up the stairs, and then. There's a countdown, then the door opens, and you're faced with this huge audience. And this is bigger than any other, even more than Canada, even yeah, more than U.S. Huge. This outdoor patio light, all these crowds, all these stage lights. There's like yeah. wire, there's barbed wire fence still. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then you just hear boos or yays. And well, you that's, have like a that's your own WWE theme song playing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I am a real American. <laughs> you know. Well, oh, that'd be me because I'm but, the like, American in the Big Brother house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But like that's there's something to be said about that because uh you know for the longest time in America like there was never any booze it was always like people excited clapping um UK it seems like almost every person that comes out just comes out to unanimous booze which is awesome um but like lately that's been a change in the American where format I guess I mean where it's just like more people are more likely to boo in the audience which is actually super surprising but
but it's been happening a lot more. But I, I don't mind the booze, I guess. I, I, I would think love they need that to just booze. to have like, okay, these people actually watch the show instead of here's applause. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, exactly. I mean, originally there was no audience. Remember, it used to be just here to here walking out just... the front yard that's a set <laughs> into yeah. the couch. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, to her Julie's bedroom, boudoir. Yeah, that's what they called it, I believe. And then, uh, <laughs> so yeah. for Big Bear UK, big crowds. You're walking down a runway. There's photographers. You're, you're singing like a celebrity. Then you have to walk into a giant eyeball for the eviction interview, and then you get the best bits. And what makes this show kind of work in some ways and not others is because uh, they have a weekly house test. So now the house is playing for the house. Uh, oh, you're yeah. playing. If you complete the challenge, you get a luxury shopping budget for more expensive food supplies. You can buy booze. You can buy whatever. Who cares? If you mm-hmm. fail, you get a rationed shopping budget where you can buy fruit and maybe turkey <laughs> or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. And it becomes the better you do, the more luxury, the weaker you do, the shittier you get. Uh, and then there's a Big Brother voice, not just a narrator going day three in the day Big Brother house. Yeah. No. <laughs> No, there is, and it's sometimes in the Canadian version too, you hear a voice go, this is Big Brother. Yes. And when you hear yes. that, that's when you know, oh, that's Big Brother. Yeah. <laughs> no other yeah. version has that Big Brother. But when you hear, yeah. this is Big Brother. Now it's serious. Big Brother is the producers, oh. and you too are yep. Big Brother, because you're calling the shots. <laughs> yep. And then someone think, go uh, enter the diary room. And that's when things also get serious. Because now instead of diary room confessionals being, I don't like Charlie, and he's a son of a bitch, and I want him gone. You hear, hey, Jordan. Hi. On day 12, (laughs) uh, you said, and I quote, I want him gone. I'm voting for him. Per the guidelines, you are not instructed to announce nominations. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a good point. I, I never even really think about that. But I like that there's, like, more of a human uh, voice or, a, like, a you know, like, they actually, like, allow the producers to be a character, themselves. Yeah, absolutely. So one time, um, we, so yeah. one time they had it as a bit. They had it so the big brother was cranky all day. <laughs> so you great. heard, like, the wake-up call was, like, cuckoo clocks. And like yeah. big alarm noises, and then suddenly it's this is Big Brother. Will like, Jeremy go to the diary room? Uh, yeah. Hi, Big Brother. Something wrong? Well, you know, yeah. no, yeah. just I'm, fi- <laughs> yeah. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> like just acting the entire time. The uh, <laughs> the yeah, the UK format is super interesting. Uh, the one thing I do want to say about the UK one, I know this is definitely off topic, but. Um, there's a really, really good show on uh, maybe Netflix. I know it's on YouTube, but it's called Dead Set. It's made by Charlie Brooker. Charlie who's Brooker. Maker of, yes. Yeah, maker of uh, the uh, Black, Black Mirror. Mirror. Actually, that's how he got uh, Black Mirror on the air. I believe it because it's pretty much the precursor to Black Mirror. It is a Black Mirror episode, essentially. But the, the premise of the show, Dead Set, is like what happens if there's a zombie outbreak while you're in the Big Brother house? Or and, like and the a zombie outbreak the happens. main contestant. So there's a zombie yeah. outbreak in the Big Brother house. The producers yeah. are all eating alive, and it's all this PA person and doesn't know what to do. D- Davina's in there. Davina becomes a zombie at some point, which is amazing. Uh, you know, she's running around the studio. Um, but, like, he's very smart because the way that he, uh, you know, like, in the Big Brother house, uh, you get eliminated one by one week after week. Um, he also uses that same format to, like, kill 
each of the people that are in the house, you know, one by one by one, like it, 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 the parallels between like the real game itself and like, oh yeah, what if a zombies uh, outbreak yes. was happening? You know, is is very clever, very very smart stuff. If you're a fan of Black Mirror, uh, definitely go check out everything that Charlie Brooker does because he's a big fan of Big Brother, and uh, you can tell because I, I, uh, I mean, Dead Set is made I, with love. I mean, I would say that, like he's one of my icons. I mean, it's Charlie Brooker because I was a screen wipe. And Newswipe. Screenwipe and, and Newswipe and uh yeah, how uh how television ruined your life. Gameswipe, uh yes! yeah. man, I I'm obsessed with Charlie Brooker. Me and uh, are gonna I, be I, best friends in this. I is think fun. so. I, I really do think so because I'm a huge Charlie Brooker nut. Yes. And uh yeah, Charlie Brooker nut. And uh <laughs> yeah. And, and you like game thing, shows, man. I heard. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I absolutely do. So yes, check out uh, Dead Set because it basically is a nice absolutely. preview of what the BBUK lifestyle is. So in the last season, they actually got the Canada people to go into the house and come up with their own version. So that's why I was kind of wincing when you said currency in the BBUS. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So in their final season, when they were basically now they're done, uh, they had Big Brother currency called Big Brother Bucks, and what mm. essentially it was was they had a veto ceremony to protect mm. themselves from eviction. But they also had the HOH determined by who got the most money that day. Oh. So they had these little games where it's like, if you had a thousand B, uh, what was it? Big coins. Like big yeah. coins, guys. So big, the currency. Big coin. Yeah. And there were ways for you to give your money to someone else. There was ways for you to lose money, buy stuff. And then there was like an every week an auction. And that was where oh, you got your this. letters from home or your uh food yeah. you can get a I pizza think- delivery you can get it <laughs> i think uh trevor boris uh i believe trevor boris was the comp creator yeah, no, is, is trevor is trevor yeah he, he was behind sure the BBK boris- final season he's yeah, so I, I thought that he ended up going over there to do that. Uh, Trevor Boris is another dude that is absolutely phenomenal he really really good that, at his job he was a voice yeah. of big brother I did not know that. So in the last season, because he was one of the people in the house, and he's Canadian, yeah. obviously. So it's funny, because yeah. for me, because I was a longtime big BUK guy, you know, here, yeah. this is Big Brother. This is Big Brother. This is, and yeah. all that British accent. <laughs> so then suddenly you hear a guy go, this is Big Brother. Charlie going to the That's amazing. Yeah, I've met him on multiple occasions. Very, very cool guy. Very, him I and like Heath him are like bizarre. Twins. They should be twins yeah. at this point. Yeah, they really should. Yeah, uh, yeah. Those dudes should just be making up their own game shows at this point. Uh, and and in unlike in US and UK where it's down to final two and then you vote the person out, usually there's about four or five people left and then they start mass evicting people until one's left standing. Mm-hmm. And that person wins originally seventy thousand pounds, then it became a oh, hundred thousand pounds. And now it's always some randomized amount of money because sometimes they do like twists where it's, you can leave with half the money if you want to get evicted right now. <laughs> oh, that's right, yeah. Well, and the thing is that it's like the show must not have done well at, at towards the end, you know, because it got canceled, obviously. But like, I, I don't know. It's like, well, were you guys hemorrhaging money because you're giving out too much or what the hell is going on? I, you if, know? Honestly, the reason was is, if I had to take a guess, it is ratings were going down. Because because yeah. they don't have a survivor they they so along the way there were other primetime shows Love Island showed up for them yeah uh, you yep. saw I'm a celebrity return a few times and <sighs> oh, yeah, dancing of and, yeah of course 
So so and the Big Brother it was a show that was started in the, like the late '90s, early 2000s. So it's kind of yep. like the show that twenty something originally a Dutch show, if I'm mistaken. Yes. If I'm not mistaken, it is a Dutch yeah. show. Do you know the? Um, do you know how many countries have a Big Brother? Because I'm gonna guess it's like 198 countries have. <laughs> oh my big god, brother. that's a, that's a, that would be bigger than Millionaire <laughs> at that point. Uh, I I do believe that like almost because I, I swear to God I see all sorts of crazy shit where it's like oh yeah uh, Big Brother Polka or Polska you know here it's let like me Polish quickly list off every I, version of it and then feel no. free if you want to count it off. Ready? No, you're not gonna list them all because it's gonna go forever. All right. Well, let me tell you. There is Africa, Albania, Kosovo, Angola, Miles of Eek, Arab World, Argentina, Australia. Oh, you're right. Uh, so it's 39 <laughs> that are gone now. Four that are unknown. Nine have an upcoming season, and seven are currently airing. Okay, okay. So 16, I, it just, it, 16 are still around. There's, yeah, Big Brother, like, it hit every single country. And, like, I there's so many videos online on YouTube. I remember, like, at least 10 years ago watching like big brother like it must have been like russia or something like that where it was like this dude got like drunk on like vodka and like punched a girl like yeah like you can see some of the threw out he got thrown out there was yeah yeah there was there's other situations that i'm not even bring up but like there's some crazy stuff that happens on some of these other like foreign ass like big brothers like big brother can get real wild it's I love supposed it. to be like a sitcom slash soap opera slash everything. And Big Brother UK is the closest that can come to that if it's not a political show. Because mm-hmm. you get wacky characters, you can get friendships. And that's one where if there was showmances, they would actually kind of be there mm-hmm. instead of just as a political ploy. Because mm-hmm. you would only get one person to not vote you in versus the entire house. Um. But but what I enjoy about the Big Brother UK is that weekly task, and I also like that narrator, and yep. I like the way that they've they have that audience appeal. Like if it was me, I would want like Arissa with that Big Brother house. I want that audience, okay. and I want okay. Arissa. The audience could be good. Arissa, the 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 yeah, the design. Hey, I don't know. I feel like there is. Uh, I think Big Brother Canada the. Like pulls both of those concepts. I like pulls like the best. So like you're talking about the weekly task for the UK. Yeah. Like Big Brother Canada at one point, like maybe in season one, season two, they kind of had that with like Marshall the Moose, who would kind of give these the people tasks. Uh, you know, um, one of my favorite tasks uh, was in Big Brother Canada when two contestants uh, they got pulled into the diary room. In the diary room, there's just like a, 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 a tray that just was filled with all this booze, and Canadians are boozers you know the task was you have to drink as much of this as you can and then you have to go out into hang out with your house guests and pretend to not be drunk and it was fucking <laughs> that is definitely awesome. that secret like, task that's usually like what they do like yeah yeah that that's that was like one of the coolest things uh you know and, and it's always that like oh man a, i'd kill that i'd kill that up. they don't do that in u.s they don't usually do that in the u.s version because they, they, no. they want to keep its standards and practices fair but when well, it's have- even that, but also it's more that you have to explain to the house or like to the viewer, the general viewer, you know, like Big Brother is very much like, let's try to keep it low on, you know, explaining craziness or, you know, yeah, exactly. But it was funny. One time uh, there was, uh, if I were I'm trying to remember, like there, there's very simple like tasks. Like, for instance, one person had like smiley face stickers and all they had to do was put a smiley face on every housemate 
And if they did, they got yeah. like a birthday party. Like that's simple stuff. If they got noticed yep. at any point, they lose. Yeah, and that's like fun stuff that like yeah is kind of missing from Big Brother. The US, reason is yeah. I like those is because if you think about it, it for the U.S. and Canada versions, it, it's very lull. Mm-hmm. There's very there's a lot of lull going into days where there is yep. nothing to do one day to the other until it, there's a comp day, and then when there's a comp day, oh boy, something to do! Hooray! <laughs> yep, exactly. Then if there's something where there, every day there's something going on, even if it's not with you involved. Oh, anything. Yeah. Anything that's different, you know, anything that like breaks up the day is just better. Um, but yeah, it, it seems like, uh, yeah, us, it doesn't like do that stuff. And I don't understand why. And, uh, I, I think it's simply because they just want to go straight to the comp, but then that's my big complaint about us, uh, version of big brother is there's such a lull going into the week after a week. There's a slow yep. burn of every week one person's evicted. And then unless yep, it's a double eviction stuff. week, in which case, hey, let's do an HOH and a veto in a two-hour special. Which is, yeah, an awesome, it's like the Super Bowl of Big Brother. But then what that but tells like, me is Celebrity Big Brother, it's a one month, and they can get yeah. through like the same amount of people. So why can't they just exactly. do that with American civilians? Well, and to be honest, it's like, man, I was in that house for 84 84- 84 days excuse me 84 days and it's like man so many of those days were like just me sleeping through the day just to get through the damn day you know um no, they no. Can, uh mccree please wake up yeah oh yeah exactly please no sleeping. wake up mccree yeah. and it's just like fuck off yeah no what i'm like do? like you're i don't yeah, like no, no one is wanting to talk to me they're all in the pool they really don't give a shit no one's even talking <laughs> yep. strategy i would know <laughs> Well, in hell, like my whole thing was that it's just like, man, in the dream world, I'm out of this damn house and I'm doing whatever the hell where it's just like, I'm just going to sleep because in the dream world, I'm not here anymore. Like there was such an escapism that came from it for me where it's just like, yeah, sleeping gets you away. It eats up a day, especially when you know you're safe. Like, but everyone will point to that and be like, well, you slept away the whole game. So of course you lost. And it's like, well, yeah, I guess. But no, that's the editing. And when there's a live feed, you can see everything going on. You'd be like, yeah, this is kind of boring. If it was me, I just is sleeping. I already know what my strategy would be whenever there's a law is get a big bag of potato chips and just keep pulling on the bag and just have that annoying ruffling noise annoy the Uh, microphones (laughs) that's when yeah the producers hate you yep (laughs) (laughs) i'm not saying i'm a good contestant i'm just saying i know what we get under their skin oh hell yeah and the live feeders will hate you to come out and be like oh mr ruffle bag oh jordan ruffles again Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Eat some more potato chips. Yeah, like oh, the fans okay. will get on you for everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, exactly. What? They don't give me real food in this show. <laughs> no, it's, they do. Like, just ply you with garbage. Like, I've never like been a crackle fan, uh, the candy bar. But man, I ate so many damn crackles. Uh, it was if insane. You can eat slop. Enjoy crackle. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no and like that's the thing where it's like in uk they like you have to fight for your food and stuff like that they gave us like a crazy spread from ralph's every single week that's because the ralph's is right next to it if you go well exactly (laughs) of course but i mean like we had ahi tuna and they would get us ahi tuna every like halibut like beautiful cuts of meat and like just like really really good food and it's like most of my cast weren't even eating like the fish and it was just like you guys are nuts this is like 
supremo food like i was it was but usually that it becomes part of the competition you baby okay is when there's a shopping task yep. everyone yells like no i want candy oh i want yep. ground beef i'm gonna mix spaghetti and meatballs i need the ground beef <laughs> yep it's like, well, if none of yeah. that happens, and then, like, there would be people who are just, like, homely, and like, I just want lean cuisine. Just give me, like, Hot Pockets and some lean cuisine. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, four bucks. We're good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hell, yeah. No, there's a... I think that Big Brother, the U.S., definitely needs a shake-up. And to be honest, I think that with Les Moonves' departure from uh, CBS, it really will be a shake-up because Les Moonves obviously had... Um, he had uh, a vested interest in it with his wife being Julie Chen, the host. So Les had a lot of say when it came to cast, when it came to all sorts of different things. So right now in the BB fandom, um, you can tell that people are definitely like, hopefully this is, um, you know, this is the time for like some new stuff to start happening. Um, you know, the cast uh, just got released. Generally, Big Brother US cast is very uh, just white, I guess is the best way to say it. Um, it's generally just like the most vanilla. It's the same. Essentially, there's only yes, one black girl, one black dude. Yep. Yep. One black token dude gay, always, by the way. Don't forget, there's always the token yep, gay. One, yep, exactly. Sometimes they get the two token gays. Gay hardly ever if no there's only been one time there's been two gay men on the show um but uh yeah this season is actually the the casting on the show was like a lot more diverse and uh the person that cast for canada is the same person that cast for the u.s you uh canada always has a much more diverse cast this is the first time in u.s where we actually got more diversity i mean it's not it, there's still something to be desired but i do like this is we're getting to a more diverse cast and some people are questioning like i mean is that a product of less um leaving you know um i, I don't know a mix of both I would say, uh, say so. if you're going to stir up the show, uh, you need to think outside of New York and Los Angeles for casting cities. Mm. And because the internet is now readily available and that's how they cast for the UK sometimes, just do that. Oh, yeah. Just like everyone is online these days. Everyone's a social media person in some regard. Absolutely. If, if you can just get a, a phone and just say, hi, I'm Jordan. I'm from Los Angeles. And I well, this, this is. Yeah, there's been there's been definitely uh, people cast from Tinder. There's been definitely people cast from uh, you know obviously Instagram stuff like that. Big but, Brother uh, swipes think... right on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I think it's an interesting though that someone has been cast from Tinder. Like that's I don't know. I mean, wherever you can get them. Well, they're they're not looking for if they're looking for love, they're in the wrong reality show. <laughs> hey, I mean that's well, true, no, no, but that's also because like... Brendan and Rachel. Oh yeah, there's uh, Brendan Rachel, Jeff Jordan, uh, Danielle Dominic, um, Swaggy C, and uh, and uh, I can't remember Bailey. Um, they got married. Like the if you kind of look at it, like the <laughs> the relationships that come out and actually get married. Like there's quite a few relationships. Uh, you know, Robin Cass, who's the casting director. You know, she's like she's, uh, on she's, casting, she's a matchmaker. Casting. At casting, yeah. Um, fantastic. She's done this stuff forever. Uh, the, her story is very, very interesting. She's another person that, like, if you could swing it, you should try to get her because she originally cast for either Blind Date or Elimidate. I can't remember which one. Elimidate. But she, boop, 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 boop. Yeah. 
Uh, uh, and the thing is that it's like, so she was casting like these, like these are the shows that are actually like the beginnings of reality TV. Um, and like, uh, I believe I, I can't remember the podcast, but like she talked about that where it's like reality TV was in its nascent stages. And like, they pretty much were like, we don't know how to cast for real people or funny people or like wacky people. And they hit her up and were like, you do this. Uh, could you cast for big brother? And that was like season two. And the rest is history. She's been casting for big brother since season two. And she's cast for like, you know, like what it was LeBron's last show, the mile, thousand mile or oh, the uh, million dollar mile. mile. Also created by Allison and Rich. Yep, yep, yep. House uh, uh, Fly on the Wall Productions. Um, uh, there, I mean, like uh, the other one was TKO. Oh, um, Heart. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, I, yeah. The they did the uh, what was the Candy Crush the game? Candy Crush like, game show, which they had Big Brother people on. Yep. Yep. Uh, uh, they had Abram. Yeah, but Robin, but like Robin is just like she's everywhere. She's like the godmother. She's the mother of casting of like reality television contestants. Um, so just very fascinating person. Uh, yeah, go send your love to Robin because she got me into this crazy position, and I love her for and, it. And I'm sure she'll be listening to this and going, "Who the hell is Jordan? Fuck McCray. Oh, oh no, <laughs> yeah. fuck McCray. She, like, that, she's listening to this and like that little son of a bitch." McCray, you yeah. broke this show and the, no yeah, anything exactly. like <laughs> anything keeps gonna be like what did he say don't say anything bad oh gee. yeah <laughs> yeah we love we love all everyone in the big Shit. everyone in the big brother of production course. is actually like the sweetest nicest people that's why they it's really like, I can't get so angry at these people no. for some of the psychological damage they might have during the fire <laughs> yeah 100 inflicted upon people some of these people had no idea it's just kind of like oh, well that's the saddest part like uh yeah that's one thing is like when you come off of this show like uh there is real psychological damage there is very much an exploitation i don't think any of the people i've mentioned here tonight uh, are responsible are are, yeah yeah are responsible or complicit i know that um you know most of them would like definitely want us to have uh you know proper psychological healing after it uh but you know cbs is a corporation that doesn't care um also you know another bummer about this, this is just me bitching but um you know like i'm on cbs.com um on all access you can go and watch um me on on there you know like playing in big brother 15 but like who makes that money on those clicks you know like uh, like why isn't there any kickback for like the, the contestants on it you know um like we that's we we did work that whole season you know we I, I, like to me there's something about that where it's like well you couldn't like and you that's got your thousand bucks a week therefore yeah, yeah fucking piss off yeah. yeah no and it's just like to me it's like well there's something that you guys could do there's something that like you know, a lot of my season was devastated. Like at least three to four people lost their jobs. One was even a union job, a, a, a train station or, or, or working for trains. He lost his job. And like, you know, it's, it's a really a big bummer. And I wish there was more protections. And like, I mean, shit, one simple protection would be like some sort of residuals on the back end for like, even if it's like a dollar, well, like just something. A, well, I mean, shit, I'll take one cent per view of bb15 you know I, I to me it's just like and you can't go in there and negotiate you can't go and be like well this is what i want because they're gonna be like piss off i you want sign the else. contract saying your likenesses can be used well, in any form for the purposes that's exactly of CBS. It. It, yeah 
in perpetuity or what is it in perpetuity throughout the universe so if some aliens even wanted it you know they still i still won't get paid um I, I, yeah there's some of those things like that really bothers me and it's very exploitative and you know um in different uk uh reality tv shows like a lot of these house guests are a lot of these uh reality contestants have been committing suicide and there's a lot that are people are talking about right now like what is the emotional cost of these shows um I yeah, I personally would like to see more protections for uh, reality contestants. Um, some sort of I don't know union. I, I don't know something to like protect. You know because at you're right. A lot of least at the very least make it so there's a therapist on standby in the diary room. And well, this- and they they did kind of have that for sure. And like there was the therapist would kind of they like half acidly um you know would like contact you and be like well how are you doing you know and like a lot of like for a long time after the show i was just punch drunk i was in a haze like i was foggy like it was just like i don't know you know there there just needs to be something else like there needs to be better protections i don't know how to do it it's something that i am very curious about but uh the exploitative nature of taking these reality people that generally they're just looking for their 15 minutes of fame where whatever it may be um they don't realize the repercussions of you know going through this psychological trauma and it really is trauma um and yeah to me it's just like it's it's a bummer and i know that it's not like the producers and stuff uh it's just like the system, you know. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna try and diss on Rachel because Rachel Reynolds is one of the most infamous Big Brother contestants. Because she's, she's every producer's dream. Because she's every single over the top emotion you want. If you want someone who's Absolutely. angry, she'll get very angry. If you want someone oh, who yeah. is just excited, she's just gonna jump for joy. But when she's yep. sad, it is a depressive yes. state. And they <laughs> yeah. want to see her cry and be miserable. And it yep. is, it sometimes comes across as mood swings. It comes across awful for the viewers, but oh, yeah, for, yeah, yeah. for the, for the producers, it's what you want, but you got to yeah. think to some regard, what are you doing to Rachel to cause her to do this? Cause she's absolutely. not a good actress. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And, but the other thing about it, it's like, well, I mean, I agree, but like Rachel also got her compensation when she got to play in the amazing race twice uh three times actually she was on um, this it, season with austin she was on this because they did a reality uh, show week they did a reality show special you know, she um no 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 no. she was with her sister on this season of uh amazing race and her sister played with me on my season but that's the thing where it's like yeah like rachel is one that's like yeah you're right like they definitely like used and exploited her but also they gave back to her because they definitely got her on more seasons they got her more into the public light you know they like putting someone on a different show is like still exploitative in nature but at the same time like well shit you have another chance at some money I get, like to me like money cures all wounds so i mean like I, yes you're right it's still exploitative but like she's getting that back end residuals through going on more shows. Um, so what we're saying getting, is we should get you onto uh, a new reality show. But no, my thing is I would never do like, I would never do amazing race. The game is stupid. Um, I love I'd amazing race. Uh, <laughs> no, it sucks. I, I, I watched hard this year. I tr- really did because there was big brother people on it, but like, 
every other fucking leg of the race is like, oh, this is a non-elimination leg of the yeah. race. We're just like, well, what the fuck is this game? Like, you can just make that up on the fly. So it's 12 like, legs, me, and two of the 12 are non-elimination legs. There was three this year. At least, I think there was three. And to me, it's just like, this is some bullshit. Um, I, the thing I, is, I, what I like the Amazing Race is that it's not your social behavior that knocks you out. It's your own, it's your own fault, which I kind of liked versus yeah. the other two. But the thing I, I is do, that I, they keep incorporating reality show bullshit into the Amazing Race, and it kind of just yeah. goes, oh. Well, this season was a little bit better because uh, you bring in Big Brother people, you bring in Survivor people, and, like, uh, you know, these Big Brother people and Survivor people, they're, like, cutthroat. Like, ama- uh, Amazing Race people are, like, not as cutthroat. I love Team uh, Fun. So- I love Team, team fun. fun. Tyler Oakley's on there. Get out of here. No, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, Corey, uh, Corey <laughs> Cool, who is with Tyler, uh, I actually played a, a Survivor mini charity event in Minnesota this year. I met him, and uh, yeah, Corey is a really, really cool dude. That's uh, Tyler Oakley's yeah. partner. Uh, very, very, very good very, guy. The thing is, I love a lot of these reality show people is they're actually all very nice to each other. It's just when it's in that game is when it's cutthroat. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's like one of the best parts is that it's just like, uh, yeah, we we all become friends. We it, It's awesome when you get a bunch of like big brother people together um, because everyone starts to just like, it's like getting a bunch of veterans together, and I don't want to be dismissive of You're stealing valor. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, and like, because like a lot of times I do describe like the it experience. Is though. It is a like lot of... you're getting flashbacks. You have like, oh yes, yeah, flashbacks, and you trade in war stories. And to be honest, like a lot of these contestants that come out, they do have PTSD. And again, I'm not trying to diminish or diminish any other PTSD, but it's 100% PTSD. Um, BB PTSD is what we call it. But like, it, yeah, it's a bunch of people t- trading war stories and like. It's it's fun to get together with a Wait, bunch of reality. You can people. sleep till noon. You can wake up yeah. and like whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can sing songs Great. again, and no one has to yell at you. What? <laughs> yeah. Please note, sing oh, in the shit. house. No, yeah, McRae, stop singing. Yep, yeah, because of that shit. they don't play music in the house. There's no copy. Can't do copyright songs like BBUK the, where you can play yeah. music. So what we do have in the house is uh, to wake us up. They'll cut the feeds for about four or five minutes and they will play us music they'll play like wake up songs essentially and it could be anything it could be something that someone talked about you know when it was my birthday they played a bunch of prince songs um i'm from minnesota you know obviously the birth yeah prince land but yeah so it's like they kind of like theme uh, every single first of the month they'd play that uh bone thugs uh first of the month song like so <laughs> but it was just like it was just like five minutes like right away in the morning and it was like one of the greatest things ever because you'd be like t- snuggle up in your bed and you just hear like some fucking awesome music blasting through the speakers and but yeah the feedsters don't get to see that but it's just a little wake-up music and that's like, that. like coolness it uh, was it was so cool I, I before we let's see we kind of explain the game in all versions there's different variations there's board games there's different there's a lot of communities that do their own in-house big brothers which mm. oh that would be like a huge like hour-long discussion in that just how big oh, the community yes. of big brother is in the fan game that's a whole nother monster yeah it's exactly. something it's like i have to probably jump in your show to discuss yeah exactly um, that's and i would love to have you on my show uh the only other thing i need to bring up is paul oakenfield's theme for big brother is actually a hit that was actually a hit song in in the dance clubs that i love that one for the uk that's like that thing's awesome i love that theme. 
So like, now I guess I gotta show. Can can you reboot the show? Can you re- revive the show? You came up with some ideas. You know, this is usually <laughs> when I jump in. But do you have any ideas? I mean, the way that you reboot Big Brother is you make it the most diverse cast ever. You make it people from all walks of life. Um, I, I mean, to be honest, I don't think there's a lot of things that need to be changed with the U.S. version anyways. Um, I don't know. I'm obsessed with the U.S. version, of course. I just right. don't think, um, yeah, just little little things that are just stupid. But I think the format's there. So... Here comes Jordan. Choo-choo Jordan, folks. Hi. This is the segment people love. The Jordan reboots (laughs) a show, even though it's still in the air. Yeah. Here's how I do Big Brother. This is the part everyone's going to hate me or like me. What do you think? Uh, Send me a message at Jordha on Twitter, (laughs) J-O-R-D-H-A. Or send a comment on Twitter or or app or wherever you're listening to this. Here we go. First off, theme song is the UK version, because I love that UK version. The set needs to emulate the UK version. Two-story Lots of bigness, lots of lots of that that wheelhouse, that outdoor set with the outdoor audience willing to boo. Visual lights, Hell those yeah. big brocade video monitors. I love all that about Big Brother because it gives a sense of isolation prison, which is what the show really wants. Yes, Arissa should host the show because she is the best at talking about Big Brother and plotting yep. the show. Now, Hell yeah. here's how I would do Big Brother: throw everything out about Big Brother. No more HOH. No more power of veto. No more audience evictions. Okay. okay. Here's how I would do it. Big Brother US, Big Brother International. It's, it's a mix of everything that you would love about all these formats. Um, because Big Brother US doesn't have audience voting for the winner. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, sob stories and all that. Uh, mm-hmm. We scrapped the head of household contest. But instead, the audience at home votes each week for who they want to be the HOH. Their favorite housemate is safe for the week and have the HOH powers. They get to pick any two players they want for eviction, just like it would be in a normal Big Brother series. The house would have to vote one of those two people out. I love uh, that. In addition to that, uh, whoever is the weakest in the audience votes also is put up. So there's three people every week. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so there you go. So you see it's three people. That's your first twist. It's three people, not two, except for that one season where it was three. Okay. Hold on. Would the person that was the weakest in the fan vote would they know, or would the house know? Oh well, they that would come on second. That would because the votes and who is weakest comes after. Mm. So it's the two nominations okay. and audience okay. vote. So if the HOH picks that person who's also the weakest, it counts as two. Okay. 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 Um. So here, here's how it works. Audience votes for the favorite housemate. That person's safe. HOH votes two people. And the housemate with the least likability is also nominated, making it three. There is one challenge, same as you would remember from Big Brother, like an HOH contest or a veto contest, because they're practically mm-hmm. the same. And they're called the safe house. Love this. Because we're, we're in Big Brother. It's a safe house challenge. Yeah. It's play yeah. like a veto. Those that win the safe house comp are not eligible for eviction by the HOH, nor are they able to be put up by the America vote. But unlike a veto, they cannot hand it over to someone else. So they can't throw a comp. Yeah. Well, I mean, they Nobody. could, but why would you risk it? Hell yeah. So, crazy. so once that Loco. is nominated, that's your, like, like that's weekend. Weekend is here's the vote. Here's the person that's out. So by, by Monday morning, you know, here are the three players or here's the two players. Mm-hmm. If it's a safe house. The second challenge of the week is played like the food competitions in BBUK. 
It is a group task where everyone must play. Um, but instead of, uh, which is, you know, your usual like things from memory or get, don't give into temptations or if you can stay up and, and survive for 24 hours, you survive. Mm-hmm. Uh, one that I made as a joke is a simple don't give into temptation. And the only that. thing that's in the house is a little chocolate cupcake under a, <laughs> a glass dome. And it just says, do not eat. That's yes, it. I love so that. for the competition yeah. for the week is not a single housemate should eat that cupcake. <laughs> you know, I'm going to eat that. But if you I'm do, there's a, there's a, there's going to be problems. Oh, good. That's exactly. I want chaos. Just chaos should reign. Because you yeah, see I that want... HH, that HOH, that head of household has two things to do that week. One, pick the two nominee nominees and two risk the prize fund for the house on that weekly challenge. Yes. So in the first week of house, when we get to know everybody, uh, they play mini games to the to try and build up the pot, kind of like the mole. So like for five thousand dollars, do this, or for ten thousand dollars, let's all do this, Hell just yes. to get to know each other. Uh, so Love it can it. be anywhere between one thousand dollars to a hundred thousand dollars. That money is put up for week for risk every week for the next eight weeks. So now, if you have like sixty thousand dollars and you're told. The challenge is simply don't give in to temptation. Of that 60000 how much are you willing to risk? You can risk nothing. You can say zero. You can say 10000 or 15000 or $69, whatever. Yeah. But you can risk it all. And then if you I risk it all, you can't tell anyone how much you risk. And when you see that cupcake and it says, do not eat. <laughs> it's just a bite. And you know it. you put all your money on this temptation <laughs> challenge. Yeah. Yeah. You're putting $60,000 on the line that no one eats a damn cupcake for the week. So yeah. you're scrambling because you want to win the show. You want 120000 so far. No one eat the cupcake. Just agent of chaos. I'm eating that cupcake. And then you're eating the cupcake. Fuck. You're told you I'm fail. You have lost $60,000. <laughs> I'm going to laugh. Ah, suckers. Oh, man. I want to play this game already. So, it's, so, so now, so because it's big money. So let's assume we got like $50,000 the first week. Double that, yeah. hundred grand. Week two, two hundred grand, four hundred grand. It could be over a million bucks if everyone is risk taking and everyone completes every weekly challenge, which I know is nearly impossible. <laughs> yeah, but that will actually give it more of a boost than simply saying half a million bucks, because now you can say yeah. over a million dollars. Oh yeah, because now to, there's yeah. a hook. Well, yeah. well, Amazing Race is a million, Survivor's a million. This could be over a million, even though yeah. most Every likely it'd be like maybe like. A quarter million, yeah. maybe three hundred thousand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then taxes, of course. And then if you're the agent of chaos, now the group knows you're the agent of chaos. Should we evict you or not? Because yeah. <laughs> now because yeah. this house still has to pick their person to eliminate each week. Yep. This guy just keeps on, yeah, eating up our money. This guy Fuck keeps this guy. we keep trying to build up money, keep screwing he up. He just keeps eating the cupcakes. He eats Why? the damn cupcake. <laughs> Stop eating the cupcakes. Yeah. Well, Rissa Cox is just sitting there in the background, like, McCray loves that cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like I don't even like sweets. I just like fucking with everybody. Yeah. He's just and then eventually someone's just gonna say, Did you get your just desserts? <laughs> <laughs> After eight weeks of play, because it's 16 players, uh, for my casting choices, one male, one female from eight cardinal directions of America. So north, northwest, west, southwest, south, southeast, east. Hell yeah. So there would be 16. Hey, I'm smart. 
Because <laughs> online, so that'd be a full sixteen people, just like in a typical Big Brother game. Hell yeah! When we get to evict after eight weeks of shows, you know, because we have eight people evicted, and as there's no expected expected twisties in that form, because now we can do you know your your secret task, we can do your bonus prize task, we can do anything oh, that we yeah. really want to. <laughs> we can really yeah, you can add yeah add money or like do a Deduct task to money like, yeah. So you can now do those dares. You can have those like, oh, you want to, because you know those dares for vetoes. It's like, oh, Oh, you want to go into the blueberry pit or shave your head? (laughs) We'll add $5,000. Yeah. Hell yeah. After eight weeks of play, as you know, when there's eight players left, we go into jury house. Normally, this is when the show would end. Like, like, oh, we're in the home stretch. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. We're now in jury week. Okay. The money is on lockdown. That money is secure, and that will be the grand prize for the show. There is no more safe house competitions. It's all with the final players left in the show. The audience votes for one final ultimate housemate. This is the last of the audience votes until the possible end. That person gets <laughs> the sole elimination vote and one power of veto to protect one person of their choice. That HOH eliminates the one player of their own choosing as well, and they are the first member of the jury. That jury member, by the end of the night, also must eliminate another player, meaning two people are evicted. That's your first double eviction of the show. Yeah, I love this. And... Uh, and, and you're probably thinking, oh, they're going to a jury house. They're going to go to Santa Barbara, hang out for a bit. No. <laughs> no, they're not evicted. They're not leaving. The jury house is inside the Big Brother house. I love that. Every day. That's a great twist. So Tuesday, another person's evicted by the choice of the jury. Now it'll be three yeah. people. On Tuesday, three becomes four, becomes five on Thursday. Etc. until we're down to six people on Friday. That mm-hmm. is our final jury. And we have our final two people. They are still in the house. They are going to talk strategy with everybody in the house. They're going to talk, who are you voting? Who are you keeping? Please save me. I want to win. Until oh. that Friday eviction. It's Friday and it's the finale day. Two people are left technically in the house. The rest of the jurors are there. And the jurors all must leave to place their final vote for who wins Big Brother. In the event of a 3-3 tie, because there's only six jurors, America will ta- will keep that tiebreaker vote. Hell yeah. Which means there's always a possibility America will get a vote for the winner, but not yeah. necessarily. Yeah, I like that where it's like the option. Whoever wins, whoever gets four of those jury members because of that one deciding week will be the winner of Big Brother and take home whatever is the prize money. Runner-up, nothing hell yeah i think this is uh i'm concerned that uh you know you're giving away your good ideas on this show is this like is this show like have an automatic copyright seal i I hope so anything any (laughs) yeah anything that you say people love about all these versions of big brother what do people love about they love the soap opera drama of the uk version they love the gameplay mechanics and that strategy and the forming of alliances in the uk and canada version so yeah. in this version of Big Brother, everyone gets what they want. The uh, the audience gets the power. You get the power. It's just yep. you're not voting out the person. You get to pick who you are in control of for the week. So if you love McCray the most, 
McCray, you're the HOH. Now you have to make your votes. And we're all rooting for you. And best yeah. of all, if we like you a lot, next week it could still be you. It could still oh, be yeah. you week three. And so Or on you and could so like, on. yeah, you would accidentally like put up like someone that America also loves and then everyone turns on you. Exactly. You know? like, or what yeah. if you are the person who's like, I'm risking no money. People are gonna think you're a chicken. Why would I keep you on? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, we need money here. Let's like get this pot going. No, of course. No, I think there's so much. There's like so many opportunities for chaos gameplay, which is like something I really like in these games. Because now um, you have that alliance form of who you want to vote for the house. But if you're those people evicted and you're on your way out the door, are you yeah. really going to continue playing for the pot of money for the week? <laughs> yeah, now I want everything to burn. Or are no, you going to exactly. keep playing because you want to try and win favor? <laughs> it's like there's a, some strategy there that I think nah. is definitely missing in a lot of the Big Brother game as it stands. There's actual I, stakes um, in the house in the form of the ongoing prize pot, like the mole. It reminds me of the mole. You can yes. be the mole. <laughs> yes. America's Hell voting yes. for the mole. <laughs> I Exactly. And that's the other thing where it's like if you are playing that chaos game, you know, like America might love that you're fucking around with the house, you know. And sometimes um, the Big Brother UK, the and... Agent of Chaos wins. The Agent oh, of Chaos exactly. typically wins Big Brother UK. <laughs> so I love that. No, and like the thing about it is like I that game is actually sounds whoop ass, and I do believe that's a different game. We don't call that Big Brother, we call that a different game, and you should be actually out there pitching that. Jo- game. Jordan Haas presents because... the fun house, the crazy well, house. <laughs> the crazy house do you uh do you remember uh glass house yeah oh well um, we, um well um, yeah you, uh oh oh is there ndas there too uh well i mean they did try to bring it back for abc last summer yeah yeah uh, i saw the tweets uh, so a lot the of the people from old big brother worked on glass house i can't disclose who those people are uh yeah but essentially it was kind of played similar but it was audience yep. votes the person out with the two nominations. So it kind of played similar, like Big Brother over the top. Yep. But what I liked about that was their really shitty fake uh, Connect, Xbox Connect, <laughs> where they had to move their hands like like they're in Minority Report uh, and then throw I, the fake last <laughs> rock. Uh, oh, God. I uh, Yeah, I, I watched that as much as I could. I became really good friends with uh, at least two of the cast members, uh, yeah, Gene and uh, The Joy. difference is, though, between Glass House and Big Brother is that that was a union show. Glass so, House was? Yeah. So what they did was on weekends, because they film Monday through Friday. Yeah, they, they went into hotel rooms. They went to hotel rooms, and they, everyone yes. took a break. Yes, that is the funniest shit ever. I mean, like, that's good. Yeah, that that's, I mean, fucking hell. That is literally what I should be, like, fighting for when it comes to Big Brother. But, like, that is, it's also ludicrous and really funny to me. Um, <laughs> because it's like, man, if I had just got to leave the aquarium whenever you want, or, like, every weekend you get to leave the aquarium, you know? It's just like, well, it ruins the illusion, obviously. <laughs> um I, but that's that's it's a that's a weird thing. I, I this season of uh, Survivor, I was really fighting. One uh, contestant just went straight down, like into the dirt because of like dehydration or whatever. And I was like, "This is fucking sick!" Like, and we're all watching this, like, "Whoa!" Like, this, the medic comes up and like, but it's like this is like we're this is not okay. Like, you wouldn't do this to any other cast members, <laughs> you know? Like, you wouldn't do this to like 
the cast of Friends, I, I, to me, I, which is obviously like such a leap, but at the same time, it's like that's your cast. Like, I don't care. Like, I'm sorry that you want to call us all like house guests or whatever. Yeah, that's word it. It's, that it's not, you they're can, not contestants. They're house guests, housemates. Or, yeah, yeah. It's or it, they're not they eliminated. They're they evicted or banished. Well, <laughs> yeah, they they use so much of that shit to like kind of dance around like fucking real world like osha violations essentially you know like uh, i don't know they're like again that's getting back to it but like there's something sinister about reality television right now and i do think that we'll look back at it and be like i can't believe we allowed this shit like i can't believe this was okay you know for a lot of these reality shows (laughs) i don't know like that's just how i feel about it it is a lot of of damage so yes uh I'm sorry to bring the whole fucking podcast. No, you're, we're not bringing it down because we're near the end. We're about to do the lightning round, <laughs> good, McCray. Good, good. Oh, yes. Let's do it. McCray, five questions, yes. 60 seconds. For every question you get right, you get a plug. You can plug anything you want. <laughs> okay. It's much like it's much like a double eviction show, as in it's everything that we've just done, but very fast. But unlike Excellent. that, instead of an hour, it's only done in a minute. Okay, well, you give me, like, I got that correct. Yes. We, like is there a okay 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 we got six seconds on the clock are you up for it <laughs> yes sir let's put 60 seconds on the clock was amanda a villain uh yes is it better to win hoh or pov uh pov who is the best big brother host arisa favorite thing about the jury house i didn't go if julie retires from big brother u.s who should be her replacement? Arissa Cox. Hey, you got five. <laughs> and Good. also, yeah, you have. What? No, 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 no. So in your season, your jury house. I don't think I've ever. Well, no, no, I didn't get to go to my jury house. So like final four, um, the way that it works is that they were all at the jury house that whole time. I got eliminated fourth. So like I went directly to the round table. So like when the jury deliberates on uh who's gonna win they generally have like a round table of all the jury hosted by like some famous like big brother people i Dr. love Bill. jeff jeff yes absolutely um but like uh so like we uh so like we i i didn't i went to the hotel that you get sequestered at and then i went to the final that that round table and then i went back to the house uh, or to the hotel that i was sequestered at and then all of my cast members that were in this uh the jury house they all ended up going to that hotel that i was sequestered at so like I never actually got to see the sequester house, sadly. It's like a good thing because I got that far, but it's a bummer because I would love to have seen it. It would have been a much more comfy bed, probably. Oh, hell yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. The, the hotel plugs. sucks. McCray, what um, Let's see, five plugs. Um, I stream, uh, well, lately what I've been doing is I've been doing a drama stream for Big Brother stuff on Twitch. Um, I do it for, yeah, midday, a couple hours. If you, you can check me out on twitch.tv slash chumlord. Also, um, during the Big Brother season, I do um, a Big Brother podcast that's just like, you know, a, a real kind of produced show. It's called On the Block. Um, that's also at twitch.tv slash chumlord. You can follow me on Twitter at McCray Chum. That's M-C-C-R-A-E-C-H-U-M. And for my last two plugs, uh, just, uh, I don't know, everyone stay 
Frosty. I don't uh, I say Frosty. <laughs> okay, Frosties at Wendy's. Uh, <laughs> yes, everyone, go drink. Yeah, go get some Frosties. Um, usually, what I say is, uh, you guys can all follow me straight to hell, and uh, yeah, fuck off. All right. That's that's generally straight how I end my fuck podcast. Off or your final. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so edgy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was just thinking you were going to say like something about bug main or something. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I that's what I wanted to do. Yeah, fucking every. But I think people that are follow, like listening to you, they're probably followers of bug main also. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, skittle and skittle scattle, buzz buzz. Yeah, <laughs> listen to Doughboy. Yeah, I'm a, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm an undercover, uh, yeah, bug disciple. So <laughs> so so see the bug. The bug lives on. The simulation is real, and it's also it's hundred percent real. House. <laughs> absolutely absolutely that's how i got there <laughs> well thank you so much for having me on your show i really appreciate it it's been a fucking it's been a really fun time um yeah and uh, if you ever want me to come back maybe we'll talk about yeah maybe the mole we'll talk about some other games i don't know if you've seen busted on netflix um, which one do you which one do you want we have lots oh busted the uh the korean um, the korean oh, yes. yeah that korean dude oh. that show is unbelievable i'm gonna I tell you about show. a show when this ends called documental i think oh. you might like it too <laughs> I, I think i might too um but yeah um if you ever want to come back and also please if you would like to come in and uh talk some big brother on oh, my you know show i'll and, gladly show up on that uh, show and violate lots of non-disclosure agreements and praise he flew in there too <laughs> Wait, wait, what'd you say? What would you say? Of course, Sorry, I'll at least show up there and, and, okay, and okay. break NDAs and say praise oh, no, no, to keep women. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's all I do is break NDAs. And uh, yeah, that's cool on my stream. And also, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't wait. That'll be fun. So, so until, t- until next time, expect the unexpected. And remember, Big Brother is always watching. <laughs> Bye-bye. So first things first, uh, when we first recorded this episode, it was right before the new season debuted, and it's going on right now on CBS.com. You can do the CBS All Access and see the what live streams if you're one of those people. And I love McCray a lot. On the Block is going on almost every day, and it's just a great little podcast. If you're a big fan of Big Brother, check it out. And when I, I did a bungle. So in the introduction sequence, when I said rescheduling, it was in reference to this. I originally had this episode... Uh, layer to be up, up at the same time as the new season of Big Brother. And as you can guess, it's exactly one month after the season. So I did a, a oopsie doopsie, as it were. Uh, <laughs> but if you're a longtime Big Brother fan, you're already watching the show. So so there's no point in you watching someone talking about Big Brother. But if you've never heard of Big Brother, you want to give a curious look, CBS All Access, there's a live stream, there's episodes up there. Have a fun time. It's still one of my favorite shows, and I love everyone on the crew, everyone in production, to all of you. The UK version in its final season had a uh, situation where it was the currencies, and they had different games to play for money, and then whoever had the most was safe, whoever was the lowest was nominated for eviction, the person at the top nominated people for eviction, there was auctions, there was all sorts of shenanigans. It's one of my favorite seasons, even though it was the last one. They also introduced a veto competition on that, which kind of had a bit of a U.S. vibe to it, but unfortunately it wasn't big enough, and they unfortunately not only canceled the show, uh, the Big Bird house has kind of been destroyed. Uh, it's, it's like just now rubble. I think it still is rubble. Uh, oh, well. Uh, before we, we go on to the pricing game spotlight, uh, according to CBS, here are some facts about the show, and some of these actually surprised me. 
There are 87 high-definition cameras in the house and more than 100 microphones. Some of them are waterproof, uh, which I thought was a big technology marvel even back then. Season 10 was the shortest season of Big Brother, which lasted 71 days. Season 18 was the longest, lasting 99 days. Derek LeFossor from Big Brother 16, the one after McRae, was the only winner of the game never to be nominated for eviction by an HOH. Dan Giesling is the only player to have a clean sweep in the jury house, a perfect 7-0. The longest endurance comp was 13 hours, 53 minutes, called Pressure Cooker, one of the most iconic tasks. Some variation of that happens almost every year now, same with the big black house. Uh, as they open boxes, things like flies and pizza would be shown, with the idea being you had to keep pushing a button, keep your finger on a button. If you let go of the button, it's out. Like it wasn't even standing on a log, uh, which I love. I love this. I love Big Brother. Uh, I think Big Brother UK is is still one of my favorite guilty pleasure shows. I love the way they handle eviction nights. There's fireworks. There's screaming. They just tell you you suck or they love you. And it's just something about it that it just amazes me. Uh, Emma's now doing the voice, so she's okay. But uh, I, 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 I just every I sometimes get nostalgic feelings for for uh, Big Brother. Anyway, it's time for the 110-part series. Looking at every pricing game on The Price is Right. This is The Pricing Game Spotlight. Finish line. Premiere date, February 21st, 1978. Tape number 2702D. Finale date, September 25th, 1978. 2961D, aired of order, September 22nd, 1978. So. So, yeah, it doesn't exist as a pricing game anymore. Anyway, if you've never seen Finish Line before, it always reminds me of Hurdles, but it's not. Let me explain. The centerpiece of finish line was a game board depicting a horse racing track with a horse and a finish line, both of which could move down the track but began at a starting line. The track was marked with a scale representing dollars. The contestant was shown three pairs of small prices, one at a time, and had to pick the price of the pair which was the more expensive of the two. The prices of the rejected prices were revealed as the contestant selected, and a finish line moved down the track one step for each dollar in the prices of the prizes, such that the finish line settled at the total of the prices of the rejected items. Once all three suggestions were made, the race began. A horse moved one step for each dollar in the prices of the chosen prizes. If the horse crossed the finish line, the contestant won a large prize. In other words, if the total of the prices of the selected prizes were larger than the total of prices of the rejected prizes, the contestant won. The contestant got to keep the three selected prizes regardless of the outcome. In this way, the game had an identical goal to give or keep, with a much longer standing pricing game, which was essentially replaced by Finish Line for much of 1978. The goal of Finish Line was also very similar to that of Trader Bob, an opposite of hurdles. However, the contestants' choices were not totaled in the same games. And the contestant had to make all three suggestions correctly. The game also had a similar theme to Hurdles. The most number of times this game was played in any season was 11. Retirement. Finish game was taken out of rotation on February 27th to 711D, May, May 3rd, 1978, 2803D. Finish line was retired due to reoccurring mechanical problems with its set. Uh, call to the post and light cavalry overture were played during the game. 
they're sh they're showing what it looks like now. And you know what? I'm going to be honest here. I kind of liked finish line. I think that uh, it, this is one of the rare occasions where I'm going to say, I think they could bring this back from the dead and it would work. Like, like it's a simple pick the more expensive of, of the two items and you advance this little goal. So if you want to, you can just have a model move the goalpost. And then when you have the horse, I mean, technology at this point, the horse is there. And if it doesn't work, you just do a little tweely thing and just have it keep moving of a digital scorekeep or something. I like finish line, and I, I do think that could actually work as, as a game. Even if it's like a slight variant, like something based off football, and you're trying to get to the end zone or something. That, that's the only thing I could think of when I think of, of finish line is, yeah, it's a nice like horse racing track game, but it could be football. It could be football themed, and it's supposed to get to the end zone. And, and, you know, you have, th and then you can like change it. So it's four smaller events and it's like four yards to get to a hundred or something or of six pick four, like, like some, something variant of that could work, uh, or just move the goalposts and just have some sort of like move of the two either way. I do like the finish line. I do think the game mechanics are there. It could be fixed. Yes. It's give or keep, but with, with less prizes, um, but I do like a physical mechanic in this pricing game and it could be played for a trip. It could be played for, for a car. It could be played for, for a patio furniture. It's just a fun little game and that's why I enjoy it. Uh, and I hope you guys can take a look at it cause I, 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 I like the horse racing mechanic, but I also want it to probably be football in a modern tweak of it. Next time on the pricing game spotlight, we're taking a look at take two. So before we get going, uh friday there'll be a new episode of game shows i suppose it's a bonus episode as it, it's basically a reality show week we're doing two episodes of reality television and it's gonna be a lot of fun then next week we have three episodes one on monday one on wednesday one on friday and it's gonna be another one of those game show dumps so hey uh heads up if you're on vacation and you need something to listen to on the ride over to wherever and you're in the car or on the plane maybe listen to these two hour long game show podcasts that's all i could say and also maybe send a, a good good word for us on on the apple podcast leave a good comment let me know what your favorite game show is i think that's what that's something i need to know what's your favorite game show uh and, and finally we'll end with a question here uh what's your favorite uk game show um Chris, crystal maze I've, I've already said that but uh, i i mean like we, we definitely talk a lot about british game shows here uh, I'm American, so um, weird. I, we also will cover Canadian game shows, a few Spanish game shows soon, uh, but we have a lot to discuss, and this is a weekly show. I'm trying not to exert myself so much, uh, even though there's going to be five episodes in, in the span of two weeks. Uh, you guys, keep calm, folks. There's a lot of game shows to cover. If I don't cover Wheel of Fortune now, it'll probably be in two years, so we're fine. Um... But, but one thing we need to you need to know before we, we sign off is that this is a great podcast I because I host it and I'm, I'm an egotistical maniac. But also it'd be because what I love most is, is sometimes I get comments like, hey, I never knew about this or I never knew about that or, hey, I like this or, hey, I listened to this. I never knew this was a game show. And I like your feedback. So, so always feel free to send comments and questions my way. 
Uh, one final question, I guess, before we get going. Does the voice count as a game show? Well, yes, it does. Voice counts as a game show. Uh, I, I think it's going to be like one of those speed round Twitter things where people are just going to go at Jord Hodge, A-R-D-H-A, is blank a game show? Uh, yes or no. Um, so, some of which, if it's not a game show, like The Running Man, uh, you'll see on my Patreon because I have a, a segment called uh, Anything But Game Shows where it's similar light se- subjects to, to that are game show adjacent, like Smash TV or the You Don't Know Jack series, which I always love. So that's going to do it for us this week. We're running low on time, but remember, good night and big smooch, and Big Brother is always watching. Mwah!